Welcome back, Overcasters. Jay here with the Over Manga Cast. That time we woke up at a podcast and had to explain manga. Our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting. This episode is aimed at all you unconventional sports fans. This week we read Chihaya Furu, chapters 1 through 19. It's a match by Yuki Tsuitsugu. everyone and welcome back to the over manga cast my name is sam and as always at the top of the episode we talk about what our familiarity with the franchise we read this week is for me this is another one that i had next to no uh, familiarity with really the most is that um i follow pro zd on youtube and he did a, a he had, uh, mentioned this manga in a bit that he did once so that's really it uh let's see matt your familiarity with chihaya furu so i went into this thinking i had no experience with it but as you mentioned uh pro zd had a skit based on it that i slowly came to realize was about it as i was like man this is a really complicated card game about matching poetry and i'm oh wait a second i remember this (laughs) (laughs) so uh it was a fresh read other than also acknowledging that skit exists Mm mm-hmm and Jay. Uh, sure. So this recommendation um, I heard about from a random YouTube video that I cannot remember the title of, so I apologize. But there was a, I forget what the original title of the video was, obviously, but this came highly recommended because I had been interested in, I believe, Jutsu Kaisen. I could be completely mm. wrong. Anyway, it was recommended. If you like this, you'll probably like this. And so I gave it a shot. Other than that, fresh read. And Jacob. I managed to have even less of a knowledge base. Uh, I never knew that this existed at all, mostly because as much as I love uh, ProZD, most of my exposure to that YouTube channel is when Sam wants to roast me. So um, (laughs) uh, I I had never even heard the title before. His uh, series of videos on card games is uh, great ammo against Jake. It's objectively true. But yeah, so uh, a lot of fresh perspectives here. And I know this did have an anime that was uh, relatively popular. At least I figured that out after we started doing our reading. So uh, we'll see how we stack up against the the collective consciousness of the internet. (laughs) But uh, we open up our tale with a uh, young boy riding a bike through the rain to go deliver some newspapers. He is being told by his boss uh, to bring... The route list, I've already memorized it. That's impossible. Nope, I'm already leaving. And this is the first chance encounter of uh, two of our principal characters as uh, young Arata delivering newspapers. There's somebody waiting to retrieve the newspaper at one of his stops, which is uh, unusual. But she snatches it out of his hand and runs back inside. And this is uh, how we are introduced to who will be our perspective character going forward, Chihaya. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, uh, because I, I had absolutely, you know, like I hadn't even seen the ProZD video until after I had finished the reading. Um, <laughs> the, the the opening bit with like, uh, I've already memorized the uh, the route. Um, there there was sort of an element of, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't entirely sure what I was expecting of it. You know, like I was mostly focusing on the art style. I was like, okay, uh, 
uh, tortured genius main character got it, and then and like it goes in a completely different direction. Everyone who <laughs> everyone who knows this series either from the anime or from found it previously, uh, the element of Arata being able to memorize the the route list, the route list is. is uh, is pretty milk toast in all honesty yeah it, it it's one of those ones where it's like uh i maybe paid attention to that a little bit more closely than i needed to because i didn't know about the uh the 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 main focus of this is a card game we've read another card game <laughs> and equally i walked away from it not knowing the rules <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this one wasn't as painful for me than the other one, even though I do understand the rules of all of them. I don't know. Maybe it's because you get to hit things. <laughs> yeah, this is a very physical uh, card game that they play in, all, in this. In all fairness, from my experience, you also get to hit things in Yu-Gi-Oh! a lot. I'm not sure if that's necessarily the rules of the game, but that is what ends up happening. Yeah. <laughs> Chihaya is the younger sister of... One, uh, I, I can't even remember her name. It doesn't matter. She's is... irrelevant and all she is is pretty. It, it's really funny because uh, one of the end of volume things is uh, the mangaka complaining. I really didn't have anything for her sister to do in this chapter. So uh, here's a picture of her. And I'm like, yep, that's how I feel about uh, Jihaya's <laughs> sister. I mean, mm -hmm. that's all she wants you to feel. She's a very shallow person, very, very one dimensional um, has captivated mm -hmm. the attention of the entire family and, you know, holds them almost entirely captive to, dare okay. I say, worshipping her and her beauty. Wait, okay, hold on. That's that's a bit exaggerated. All uh, right. I, I don't agree. I think that's a very accurate representation of her because uh, I was going to say, as much as she is that much of a one-dimensional character, I actually liked her in part because of that because one of the big things is we get a... Early on, when uh, Chihaya starts developing interests of her own that aren't worshipping her sister, we have a bit of an aside mm -hmm. from her where she complains that Chihaya isn't worshipping her enough anymore. And my immediate thought is, oh, this kid's got some insecurity problems, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I, I kind of I kind of liked that contrast. I thought it was I was shocked mm -hmm. with how boldface she was, like legitimately. And this comes up. We'll we'll talk about it when we get into the reading more but i mean there were times where she was like very aware of the dynamic that she was creating between and a little too okay with it yeah <laughs> yeah but uh the dynamic in question is that uh chihaya's older sister is a burgeoning model and uh she was in the newspaper as a runner-up in a beauty contest which Chihaya is uh, thrilled that her super cool older sister is uh, in the paper at all, even if she is in the background of uh, the Young Miss Japan uh, article. But that is not good enough for said older sister. But that does not uh, diminish the chipperness of our young protag as she uh, skips off to school, gloating about how cool her sister is. Chihaya wearing her heart on her sleeve is uh, an understatement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has no internal thoughts. She's berated multiple times for uh, speaking before she thinks and saying things that are kind of unintentionally insulting as a result. But to be fair, she is a child in this uh, opening arc. She's only in sixth grade. So, mm. yeah, you, you kind of expect kids to say the darndest things. So... This is around the time that we are more formally introduced to another one of our uh, principal characters. Actually, both of them. Um, 
Arata, the uh, newspaper delivery boy, um, he is notable uh, in the school's eyes for being uh, poor and rural. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are aggressively cruel to him. Kids are cruel, Jack. These kids are like militantly cruel, though. They're don't even talk to the outsider. He does not belong here. And I'm like, that's a very okay. Um, <laughs> He's. He talks weird. We had to come up with an entire, uh, like, translation guide on just talking to him. He he just has a rural accent. It's not that hard. You you don't have to treat him like he's an alien. That's weird. But he is. He's, he, he's from, like, you know, the sticks. He's a little hick. Wow, Chihaya, you sure are defending this weirdo a lot. Maybe we'll uh, exile you, too. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I, I, I like one of the moments where uh, Chihaya and her, uh, her, her no filter thoughts. Two of presumably her friends are going up to her and like, look, we were taking notes to figure out what he was saying, and Chihaya is like, you know, do you think that maybe the reason he doesn't want to talk to you very much is because he thinks you're weird for taking notes whenever he talks, <laughs> and they just kind of blue screen for a minute there. <laughs> yeah it's it, Chihai is very much an endearing no filter type character because you never wonder what she thinks of you sort of thing and we meet our other uh member of the main trio uh Taichi Mashima a golden boy who uh can do no wrong in the eyes of his uh, peers and he's he's that kid who is uh naturally talented and seems to effortlessly do everything well and is an asshole about yeah. it. They, they set him up so much as that he is going to be the rival stroke villain of the story. I was amazed how much I ended up liking him by the end of this reading. Yeah. Spoiler well, even, alert. Even by the end of this arc, though, because like until about halfway through the arc, they're setting him up as the antagonist of the story. He's the bad guy. He's the mm -hmm. bad guy of the story. But even by the end of this arc, that is completely turned around. Uh, I think it speaks to how well they're, these child characters are being written. Because, you know, it's like, you know, there's the there's the revengeance meme of kids are cruel, Jack. But, like, there is truth to that statement. Kids can be really mean sometimes. But, like, like it's mm -hmm. not actively malicious because they just don't know any better. Like, the quote I said earlier about, like, get out of here, outsider, no one wants you, is from Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He is the main uh, pusher of all this, like, I hate this new kid because he different. Like, that's literally it. Yeah, and uh, and a lot of the reason why other kids are doing it is because Tai Chi is the one who starts up. Mm -hmm. Tai Chi is even the one that also kind of pseudo-exiles Chihaya for defending Arata. There's also a bit where... Um, uh, it's mentioned early on that uh, Chihaya has uh, a bit boyish features and uh, uh, people will mistake her for a boy because she's quite quick to throw a punch. And when Tai Chi gets out of line, <laughs> she's, she, she hits him. She, she's quick to, to give him a right cross or a kick to the shins. She starts beating his ass after he... <laughs> Well, I, I say that like it's more violent, but uh, she uh, he knocks over Arada on the walk home and Chihaya uh, punches him back, like, quit being a jerk. <laughs> I like how her character bio, one of the fun facts about her is never worn a skirt. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, saw, I, I remember that. <laughs> uh, you know, sympathizing with the poor outcast, Chihaya uh, goes to visit 
Arata's home. And I mean, yeah, he is poor. It's a, uh, Steven says, wow, what a dump. Oh, wait, no, I crap. I'm be, I, I keep, uh, I get yelled at for saying things as soon as they come to my mind. I, I'm real sorry. My sister actually kicked me for that. That's why oh, I did it again. <laughs> no, I wasn't saying your house was crap. I mean, it, it kind of is, but no, I wasn't in a mean way. It's actually, uh, oh, geez, why? Just stop talking. Just stop talking. <laughs> but uh they continue their conversation and it you know at at this point they recognize oh you're the paper delivery boy oh you're the girl that was waiting for the paper and just snatched it why were you doing that oh because my sister was in it and it's my dream to see her become number one why is your dream to bolster your sister that's that's weird you're weird dreams should be for yourself just in like entire shatter her entire reality Mm-hmm. Wait, I, I can't I can't just copy someone else's dream and make it my own? Huh, that's that's some real thought I'm going to have to give about. Hey, what's your dream? Just asking for a friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh, I play this niche card game and I'm really really into it. Let's play around. I love his explanation um cuz we get described Karada. Karuto? Karuda. Karuda. I'll Dear listener, I will mispronounce that seven ways to Sunday the rest of it. I apologize in advance. But we get the explanation for that. And he, um, Arata, basically uh, goes on his thing that like, well, no, it's really cool. And if you get really good at it, it's amazing because literally only Japan plays this card game. So you just have to beat all of Japan to be the best person in the world at this. And I'm just like, buddy, that's um, that doesn't mean what you think it means. Hmm. If you want to be the best in the world by continually making nicher and nicher things, that's uh, (laughs) it means less people care. Uh, uh, Yeah, but like, like I mean, he's also, I mean, he's also a kid. You kind of can't blame him for not having his, you know, ideals fully thought out yet. It is like a defined goal that he's striving for. He wants to be the best Garuda player in Japan, and. Ergo the world, you know, wibbly wobbly. So for the uh, elucidation of our listeners for the rest of the episode, the basics of this card game is there are 100 cards with poems on them. Uh, Each player gets 25 of these cards and the remaining 50 are read out and you need to grab the uh, corresponding card before your opponent does. And if you get rid of all 25 of your cards before the opponent does, you win. So it's a reflex memorization game mm-hmm. involving involving poetry. It's honestly kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's basically mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. I, there, I have there's... a weird inkling that you said something wrong, but I'm going to be honest. I didn't understand the card game. The well, I mean, the, you, you understood the memorization part of it, right? Yeah. There is a lot of strategy to the game because there's there's other things like um uh what Card if positioning the, uh, yeah what if the poem is not on your side uh you know there's rules about like giving cards to your opponent if you take something on their side and you know there there's there's more intricate details to it but that's the overview mm-hmm. of the game mm-hmm. yeah. um Chai is like oh yeah I've I've memorized a few of these just as like a thing that I do for school I guess but uh, the, uh, the competition okay. cards are a a set of a hundred poems, and it can be uh there are like family versions of this I found where it's like it's just like a a, a turn of phrase in a picture uh mm-hmm. that like families will play together. But the tournament ones are these famous poems, and they happen to be doing those poems in um in class at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, it's something you would probably learn in like 
we have English lit. You probably would learn it culturally and through school and yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. The the equivalent of what Japanese lit would be in their school system. Yep. Um, so Arata is playing kind of like a solitaire version of it because he's like, I love this. I've got tapes of people reading it out so I can play it here. Let me show you. Chihai is used to this at a very, very casual level. So when the first like word and a half of a tape and Arata snaps out his hand and slaps away the corresponding card so hard it embeds in a wall. <laughs> Well, it it embeds in the like paper it, door. Yeah. It, it's not in the paper yeah, door. We're, yeah. we're, I mean, there are, there are some real shonen DNA in this uh, manga, which I enjoyed quite a lot. But it's not quite that level. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I have described it in the course of reading uh, as the platonic ideal of a fused shonen and romance manga, and I, I kind I, of vibe with it. I dare say it's like shonen. I, I, I suggested it's like almost like a sport manga. Sport yeah. Manga. Mm. There's, there's no well, around that. Shonen is a genre and sport have yeah. a lot of overlap. Yeah. Also, because I know there will be at least two people who will comment on this. Um, we're aware shonen is a marketing term. We're using shonen as a genre currently. If we want to get whatever this is categorized, this is a Jose manga. So <laughs> I've yeah. said it. Now you can't criticize us on it. We <laughs> are aware. We are aware. Don't come for us. We're aware. <laughs> But uh, so now they're playing a game together and Arata is just an absolute monster at this. Jihaya can't get a single point in on him and she's growing increasingly frustrated at this until she does get one. And I mean, she still loses basically. Uh, she, she gets almost perfectly swept. She loses, she loses 49 to one. <laughs> uh-huh. I've not really had any peers to play against. That was fun. And Jihaya's like, it was actually kind of exhilarating to get even a scratch on this, like... On this obvious master, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And thusly, the fire is sparked. Ooh. Not that fire. We don't know yeah. that. That's what we oh, have to digest. There's six. There's six yet. right now, so not yet. That means They're nothing. in sixth grade. They're ten or, right now. Oh, right, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a but, little uh, less ridiculous. Yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the thing that uh, Chihaya is able to do is that she... There's one particular of the 100 poems that, because it starts with the syllable chi... She knows that one by heart, and that's the one that she's able to get. The fact that she was able to do anything is the the thing that sparks her interest in the game. And uh, for Arata, he's like, I explained the basic rules of this game, like like she like she probably played at home or something, like the the simplified version, and she already figured out the like high level strategy of not listening to words but listening to syllables and like knowing which ones it can only be based off of that and like he has the thought of she's a prodigy if she practiced as much as me she could get on my level but alas the bonding time of our two young protags is cut off as arata's mother comes home and is so shocked to see another person in the house that is not a part of the family she immediately enters into a series of questions arata who's this a friend wait is that a girlfriend hold on let me make you dinner and oh, the poor kid is the poor kid's so embarrassed. Well, that's also that's also Arata's reaction to the situation too. Mom, please stop. Ma'am, please calm down. I guess playing Karuda professionally doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> that's not shocking. It's a cool game, but uh, that's not. Shocking. She's excited. Not only did he have a friend over, but it's a girl. There's hope. <laughs> 
Yeah, I get the feeling that she's kind of one of those parents, the one who instantly sees a child hanging out with a member with a a peer of the opposite gender. And it's like, excellent. Yes, (laughs) our family lineage shall be continued. And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So we have more grade school bullying going on. Yeah, and um, they've essentially decided the new tactic is we are not going to talk to Arata at all. He is he's not even persona non grata. He is to be treated as if he's not even there. there. I'm going to wonder. Worse. I, I think this might just be a thing in Japan because I've seen this plot line before in other uh, series. I think the main one is a, a, another or something where they treat someone as if they are a ghost and don't talk to them. <laughs> And yeah, it is the one sacrificial person. Yeah, and then uh, because uh, Chihaya uh, not only stood up to Taichi, but also is ignoring that um, uh, she's getting this the similar treatment, and our wears her heart on her sleeve shonen protagonist is like, uh, hey, there's a, a Karuta tournament coming up. Uh, when Arata wins it, uh, you have to start treating him better, which she says before consulting if Arata is okay with this. Oh, she she yeah. doubles down on that. She says, I bet he won't even let you get a single point. <laughs> he has mm-hmm. to win the entire tournament without losing a single point. <laughs> or, yeah, or at least against Taichi. And Taichi's like, all right, but if he loses, both of you are basically dead to the world, all right? And uh, that's, the tournament. That's the current situation. So we are gaining, <laughs> you're gaining nothing from this. So sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's no reason I but, wouldn't take this bet. <laughs> yeah, there is There is also the moment where uh, Chihaya does have the self-aware moment of, I did not even talk to Arata about this. <laughs> this might go badly. <laughs> I don't think it will because I trust his abilities, but. Oh, and uh, uh, a point that I think is important to bring up is like, yes, Taichi is a little dick, but it's mentioned several times and made more explicit later in this uh, mm-hmm. opening chapter that he comes from a uh, a very wealthy and successful family and a very high pressure environment, like to the point where his mom is nicknamed by the children in his class as Mrs. Pressure. Yes. In other words, all the other children are aware of this type of abuse. Quite yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. It's I'm very transparent. If uh, Chiha Furu was a modern Disney movie, uh, Taichi's mom would be the villain, but we don't have villains anymore. So Taichi's mom would be the antagonist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes. But... The antagonist. One of the, like, kind of very revealing things that she says later on, Mrs. Mashima says, if you can't win at this, then don't bother with it. We'll just focus on the areas where you can win. So, Which is in itself is not a toxic mindset. It's the idea of try to do where, focus on areas that you're really good at, which is not... You know. Yeah, it's it's the extreme to which it's taken. Yeah. Yes. The, the toxic part extends from the fact that he lost once in the finals. Mm-hmm. Therefore, throw the entire uh, field out. He should never touch yeah. it again. I, I was about to say the toxic part of this is it's you weren't the best at this, and he's like, but I had fun. It's like that doesn't matter. Yeah. I had. I had fun. fun. I got to the finals. 
Uh, hey, you know what uh, losing the finals is? Uh, that's a real fancy word for loser. <laughs> Second best, more like first loser, come on. Yeah, and I, one of the things that I, I feel is is sort of important about the characterization of the characters, like I mentioned that Taichi starts off as the villain of the story, and it's not until we actually get to meet his mother and like hear her speak to him that um, that transition to him being less of an overt villain and, you know, someone who could become, you know, a, a, a main character of the group. And like, like it eventually completely shifts the other way around where he's he's one of the three principal characters of the story. But, you know, like they'll mention in passing that his mom is really strict, but like that doesn't you know, that doesn't mean a lot until but like we see it until and she, there's a sea change in his character. That doesn't mean much until she walks towards him with the visage of an angry god. She's a Karen. I'm like. The the big thing too is essentially what we're kind of skimming over is um he was so Taichi is shown at being scared the fact that he's agreed to this and Arata is insane Arata is beating children as if he were a trained professional beating up <laughs> children which, which actually is what time. is true so, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty much yes <laughs> but like and what's happened is he's like oh no I've got to face him in the finals so. Taichi doing what he knows best, which is like, I, I got to guarantee I can win because winning is all that matters. So he steals Arata's glasses. Because without them, boy can't It's see. a pretty elaborate plan, too. He shakes up a cola can, sprays the cola in Arata's face so that he has to take his glasses off to clean them. And then while the glasses are sitting on a window ledge and Arata's, uh, you know, cleaning his face off, Taichi just yoinks the glasses. Mm -hmm. And that's why you never set your glasses down anywhere in public. Why you never trust anyone ever for anything. <laughs> Seriously, just hang them off the front of your shirt. Yep. Oh, but um, so his glasses are stolen. Um, he thinks he's misplaced them. Uh, that's not true. I don't know why he would think that ever. I was very, very <laughs> triggering for me. You did not misplace your glasses at all, and you know that. <laughs> he put them on a windowsill, so that's actually not insane. Well, yeah, I, I also don't know how much was... Uh, if that was uh, directed at Chihaya, because, uh, I mean, both of them at, at different points suspect that Taichi might be responsible. You know, like, it, it, it's kid logic, so there's a couple of cases where they'll come up with the correct solution and then go to the wrong one. Uh, Chihaya at one point gets convinced that crows stole it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Any, anyway, the, the point is, um, Arata's blind, basically. He's got, like, 2600 vision or something insane. <laughs> Um, so I identify with that. My my man is legally blind and has to go play his final match because he does not have spare glasses. His family cannot afford that. He's blind. He is struggling, but still not. He's losing, but he he loses a point, but not in a way like he he gets by on pure memorization in the beginning, but then that starts to falter because the game goes on. Yeah, and and the cards start to move. Yeah, and Taichi's good at the game like he's not bad he's he's got talent for it he's just... he's got natural talent and he's played more than most kids his age mm -hmm. but he's up against someone who has we'll find out later been taught by professionals and regularly plays with professionals it's a matter of the amount of practice that the two of them do is the and yeah is the and, difference yeah. and the big them. thing is it gets to the culmination where arata is just like I am gonna lose. Like, I can't read these cards. I, he's at the point now, he's starting to pick up steam. 
I'm going to lose. I am unable to process that at my age. And then uh, my girl is just like, oh no, my friend's in trouble. Pushes him out of the way. I loved it. She like literally like almost, I don't want to say yeeted, but like threw him into the corner. <laughs> her, her heart's in the right place, but do not throw a blind person. <laughs> yeah. There was the final I will do the final match in his place. And the tournament organizers accept this. Oh my god, the tournament organizers in this just seem to accept any bullshit. I love it. Um, they're like, okay, whatever. Yep. I mean, I feel like this is the least egregious example of that because, like, the kid is missing his glasses and is legally blind, and they do know that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she was going to. And like televised that hey i'm gonna move you out of the way so i can play in your place she literally like out of nowhere you're completely blind get pushed the freak out and yet people are still mocking him for losing he's blind the fact that he's putting up a fight at all is honestly heroic I, here's here's what i'm gonna point out i know this is a fictional story and that's why uh adults have to be worthless but holy crap, the teacher in this scenario does nothing. Does nothing. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Like when an I, insane amount of not doing anything. Like, like I said it was the least egregious. That doesn't mean it wasn't egregious. <laughs> oh, this societally and economically disadvantaged child is now without a very important piece of corrective eyewear. And I would at least be aware that it is very important for him. I will do absolutely nothing about this. In fact, I will let this persist for days. This would be like the equivalent of if you're watching a sports movie and like, let's say it's it's a Rocky movie and Rocky Balboa is outside getting ready to walk into the stadium for the fight and somebody just runs up and smashes him in the kneecap with a baseball bat and runs away. And then they're all like, well, Rocky, you still got to fight. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't believe Rocky's losing this fight with that, with that shattered With that kneecap. broken leg. <laughs> what, what a loser. Hey, Adrian, my leg's broke. <laughs> I'd watch that Rocky movie. Uh, the Ro Rocky Balboa Four, the one where he gets his legs smashed. <laughs> so anyway, she someone runs out and smashes her leg with a baseball bat. A uh, real turn of phrase. I was unprepared for it. Shihaya uh, does uh, takes uh, Arata's place and and wins the day. She wins because of her natural talent. And like, I think this is the point where um, Arata picks up on the fact her hearing's insane. Mm -hmm. She is responding the second, like someone begins the very beginning of the second syllable to the point there's like um, guesses that you need the second syllable in order to pick because the first one's identical. She is reacting to the beginning, like, constant, like, phonetic sound. Like, for something that would normally be a two-syllable card, she only needs, like, 1.1. Yeah. She's got Zenitsu tier hearing. But, I mean, they also do point out that there are a lot of times where she does guess, and she's like, I think I know, and she, but she, but she's already in the habit, already have demonstrated the fact that she tends to speak before she thinks. So she's very... Very instinctual. So she'll mm -hmm. just like, I think it's this. Slap. There, there is definitely one part where they do say she guesses and seem to imply why she's guessing correctly is the heart of the cards. But we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see that duel? Well, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, there is there is an aspect of there is an aspect of it of um like even like there there's like high level play where like making a weighted guess basically you know the the, the kind of thing that you see in card games yeah. where um and the the big thing about Shihaya is that she has a natural talent for making smart educated guesses even if she even at this point she has no idea why she's getting that you know instinct like she just has sort of natural talent that she has a feel yeah. for the game. And, and her thing is, she is actually really bad at memorization. So <laughs> she she is missing that step that seems to be like everyone else thinks is a requirement of this game, that you have everything memorized, because you shouldn't have the time to be reading what's in front of you. She has that split second to like speed read what's in front of her every time, because it's like, she's got that leg up. That's why she gets progressively better as the game goes on. And that's why when she's 10 years old, she's able to snatch away victory. Because her she whole has thing. A photographic memory. No. That would also no. be. That she has, she has be actually a pretty bad memory, is the thing. Yeah. She says at one point, I try and memorize more than 50 cards, and they it just feels like they're coming out of my head. Like, that is not her strong suit. When she's been dedicated to it, to the game for a long time, she is able to eventually memorize all 100. But it's clear that the memorization aspect of it is her weakest point. Which it's also at the point where she has said, I've memorized all 100 cards. Everyone else is like, that's cool. We're kind of at the point you need to memorize the game board, too. But okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're at where you're at. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's the sort of weird thing of like, she's got a very low starting point, but she's got the potential high enough that it's kind of carrying her a little it's, it's yeah. what I really like, too, is, like, if this were, like, I, I, I'm just uh, generalizing here, but, like, if this were sort of a shonen manga about this concept, I think mm -hmm. what we would get is the main character would have her, like, super hearing and speed and would also be able to memorize, like, basically within the first arc. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I feel like a shonen would simplify it even more to be, like, that's not her thing. Whereas, like, in this, what you get is a lot of how she measures up to the other people in her life and is overcoming those differences with her own talents. And I think there's a level of nuance this really nails. That I'm not even saying that would be bad that a shonen did that. A shonen well, would just be like, we want one character to be really good because it simplifies the story. I think uh, another way of putting it is that like a, a standard shonen wouldn't do that. There are there are shonens that do have that subtlety and nuance, but you know the the average one is usually more simplified than that. And this is more in mm. that. Uh, cause the other thing that I kind of like is, and cause again, like this, this does have a lot of shonen DNA laced through it. And one of the things I kind of like is there are a bunch of characters who will look at Chihaya, especially when she gets really, really good in like the last arc that we read, um, when she's, you know, obviously not at her best, but she's really starting to hit like the, the, the pinnacles of skill, you know, reaching for that number one in the world. Um, there are a bunch of people who are like, oh, she's just a shonen pro tag. I, I will never have a chance against her. And other characters will have to point out, no, she has weaknesses. If mm -hmm. you can leverage your strengths against her weaknesses, then you can beat her. She's not invincible. And that, mm -hmm. that ends up being growth points for multiple different characters where it almost is Which kind is of really like, cool. It almost is kind of pointing out that like dollar store shonens that, you know, are, are just like the, the straight power fantasy or whatever that don't address that idea. It's almost like shining a light directly on that element that like, 
you know, a, a, a more realized character would have the weaknesses and that's how you get the other, you know, that's how you get the, the rest of the protag squad involved in whatever mm -hmm. the thing is. But anyway, we've been talking about the protag squad for a bit, but uh, I know what you're thinking, dear listener. Wait a second. Don't they hate this Tai Chi guy? Because uh, he loses. Uh, his mom mm -hmm. says, how dare you lose to a girl? Which I know we're saying she went full Karen mode, but like. There is a level of, I can understand the rage of like, you said you were good at this, but what happened was just some random person who didn't even make it into the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> ended up beating you. It's, um, oh, what's the, it's that ep, Yu-Gi-Oh, where Pegasus has the child from the audience come in yeah. to beat Bandit Keith. I'm like, well, no, I'd also be mad about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, I feel like there's a level of nuance to Tai Chi's mom. Yeah, that, no, there, yeah. there absolutely they're, they're, is. They're definitely Everything is. in this has nuance is what I guess we're trying to get. Because again, this is meant for an older audience. So obviously it's going to have... It, it's going to have deeper characters. Yeah, because the important thing relative to Taichi's character is that, you know, we're told his mom is strict, but, you know, he's still being a little jerk. And it's really hard to see any universe where he is in the least bit likable. You know, you stop to think about it. And yeah, how did you lose to someone who didn't even qualify for the tournament? Like there, there's like a justifiable level of anger. But like it's 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 not that her mentality is wrong. It's the degree to which she takes mm -hmm. it. And like that ends up, oh, that's why his priorities are screwed up. That's why he's the way he is. It's, you know, this is a learned behavior, not something that's inherent to him. And that means that you want to see him be better. Mm -hmm. Which is great because you want to see him be better. And what happens is we then cut to like after the tournament. Chihaya is super excited she won. Uh, she tries to tell her family that. She's never won anything before because all she's ever done was hype up her older sister. Also, really nice of them. They let uh, Chihaya and Arata share the prize. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that should have been what happened. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, technically, she did win the final round. It's an elementary school tournament. I don't think they care. Yeah, <laughs> no, really yeah. But like, and the big thing is she goes home to brag about it. And her sister has the response of like, that's super lame. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, you're not wrong, but your attitude about it's kind of dumb. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was exactly what I was going to say. That's insensitive. I understand why, but... And also her her parents, particularly her mother, is kind of dismissive of it because her mom literally says, forget about that. There's a talent agent here to meet your sister. I mean, yeah, that, in all fairness, okay. that exact situation, I can kind of... under. That's the thing, like, all of these times, yeah. like, you'd be like... Oh man, what a crappy thing to say. But like the way they're presented is not, oh man, look how awful these people are. It's like, oh, look how unfortunate the timing is. Like, yeah, it's, it's presented in a very real world way. It's painfully reasonable. Yeah, it, it and uh, really adds to the depth of character. Uh, it is all the way at the very end. But I think that that moment of her being that, because it's like, it is insensitive. It is really, it is really crummy that she says that. But also, it's understandable the circumstances under which it happened, and I think it actually strengthens the the moment that we actually end our reading on, which, you know, we'll get to later. But anyway, the that comes around, and uh, the next day at school, Arata shows up, still doesn't have his glasses, and Chihaya's just like, well, why don't you just get your spare pair? And Arata just goes like, you don't understand the depth of poverty I am. Hold on. <laughs> we, spare pair? What do you think I am? Some sort of highfalutin city slicker like you? We can maybe get me a new pair of glasses. 
not next paycheck was a thing. It was the paycheck after next because next paycheck was already like that is what their budgeting is. They do not have that right now. Chihaya's uh, focus this chapter because it, it is mostly focused on Arata and Taichi. Uh, Chihaya's focus in this chapter is trying to find glasses. This is where we get the uh, maybe a crow, a crow stole it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, climb some trees <laughs> because child logic. Um, one of the things that I do like is that, like, there's several moments of Taichi almost admitting to it because he obviously feels guilty about mm -hmm. what he did, but various circumstances keep interrupting him essentially admitting his fault. And part of it is circumstance. The other part is he likes Jaya and doesn't want her to think less of him for doing something that petty. Mm-hmm. I, I, and if he if he admits it in front of her, that would make her think less of him, and he can't accept that. It's cowardice, as pointed out by Arata. Yeah, I gotta say, one thing I really love about this manga is it really nails the, like, let's have two characters have a conversation, and then give a giant panel of, like, one sentence that just, like, summarizes the entire thing mm -hmm. in a stinger. Because they mm -hmm. this is the first time they do it, and they do this a few other times. I love it every time they do. But, like, this one is the one where he's just like, Hey, could you not tell Chihaya I did this? I wouldn't want her to hate me. And then that's met with Arata going like, you really are a coward. Yeah. And I'm like, but I kind of get it. I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's the reason why I think it, the the moment works so well, because it's the paneling and uh, the the way that it's framed that he doesn't say, but I kind of get it. He just says, mm -hmm. Tai Chi, you're a coward. But he says it whilst smiling and putting his glasses yep. back on, and and you know that that understanding has been met. But also, Arata's not going to mince words about that. And let's be honest, Taichi was absolutely being a coward at, at multiple levels, both when he stole the glasses and in that moment when he gave them back. Yeah, there, there's like a level of like, no, the the like the manly thing to do would be admit what you did wrong, and also don't handicap an opponent before you fight that. Like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, but the, the problem is you can't be mad at Taichi because he's like, yes, I'm aware of that. I'm slowly trying to be better. Just help <laughs> yeah. me on this process. Like, <laughs> like, I got it. All right. Ever. Like, I'm saying I'm sorry. Okay. Like, Stop. Forget it. That's what I love too is because there's also <laughs> value in that too. You, you need to allow people to take small steps to be better because if you just hit them every time they don't do something perfectly... What the hell are you doing? Like, yeah, you're you're not actually helping them. This is honestly the point where Taichi's character has done a complete 180. Like, he's not an antagonist anymore. He's one of the three main characters, and uh, I think it's unfair to say Arata has reason to never forgive Taichi. Not just for this particular slight, but basically all the bad things that had been happening to him. Mostly Tai Chi's fault, if not entirely. Arata has an understanding of where Tai Chi's coming from because, you know, he's he's seen all the stuff that we have. It's a really empathetic thing to do, and I appreciate that. Oh, and then it's great because they're friends again. And then they hang out with Chihaya because she's like, you found your glasses. That's cool. Let's spend the entire summer together. <laughs> and then we get basically a montage of, like, just kids being kids, and I loved it. It's great, yeah. <laughs> they join a uh, Karuta club uh, that uh, Arata knows. That's where we meet mentor character of this little squad, uh, Harada-sensei, who is... When you see Arata as a character, it's like this kid is intensely passionate 
and they always take his passion seriously and he comes off really cool for it and i love it harada sensei's passion is is uh <laughs> portrayed hilariously over the top and i love that too because the contrast between the two of them is pretty fun i love him so much essentially these children come into what like i think the equivalent in like um uh, like from my perspective at least is like the equivalent of like i'm blanking on like what that card game is called um magic the gathering <laughs> yeah magic the gathering no no I, I was thinking something that skews a little older uh older than mtg yeah. yeah i was gonna say like one of those like um card games you play at like the senior center like uh, uh like oh like no spades spades um backgammon is a card game sam <laughs> it isn't i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like that level of like ah uh, yes we're really into this card game and it's just like and he sees these elementary school children come in and he's just like oh my we never get new blood in we constantly are doing these tournaments to try and attract new people but we've got three new blood participants in this sport i love it and he's hugging these children he's like we got to get you playing right now and he's just like do whatever you want i would never dream of charging you an entry fee and then the gatekeep boys come in <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Harada Sensei. He's the best. I just he's, love. He's every mentor that everyone needs ever. I, I just love the juxtaposition of the mentor saying, "Thank God we can bring new blood into our dying sport," and the very first people they meet are the high schoolers who are just like, "What are you we're, stupid kids doing here? We're gonna kill this dying sport by killing the children. <laughs> we're gonna gatekeep the crap out of this sport so no one wants to play it." I'm like. You, you understand what is wrong about what you said, right? <laughs> Probably not. They're teenagers. No. Yeah. yeah. And and then we get my favorite running joke. As part of the Gatekeep Boys is a guy named Hiro uh, Kinashi. <laughs> and none of the kids heard his name right. They think his name is Lero. And that sticks for the rest of the manga. <laughs> To the to the point where Harada Sensei, who previously knew his uh, who previously knew his name and never confused his name before, will eventually start calling uh, Hero Lero Kun as well. <laughs> oh, so good! I love In all it. fairness, I will defend this because they do give a lot of people nicknames. If you're gonna play a sport that is competitively about not even bothering to read what's on the card and just doing whatever you need to memorize it as quickly as possible, giving people memorable nicknames is totally what this sport would do. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Harada Sensei is very prone to giving people nicknames. Like he doesn't he rarely calls Taichi by his actual name. He just calls him eyelashes. <laughs> and because uh, he's got long eyelashes, like a, a defining feature. I, and I was unaware of child Tai Chi having long eyelashes, but when he comes yeah, back, ditto. they definitely make sure you know. <laughs> yeah, ditto on that one. Uh, also, uh, Arata is uh, glasses. Because you know he wears glasses and stuff. Oh, I thought yeah. it was because he was always carrying around those glasses of water. <laughs> I totally missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all week, folks. <laughs> but I, I love how Chihaya immediately, like, uh, the gatekeep boys show up and <laughs> Chihaya immediately wants to square up on Lero. <laughs> how many years have you been playing? About two months. Two, about two months. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, that was the panel that made me, yep, no, she's a shonen pro tag. <laughs> <laughs> yep, she deserves the cocky attitude she's being given right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is also when we start getting, um, one one of my favorite things, which is uh, menacing Arata. 
Yeah. Like his killing intent rises <laughs> and he gets the like shading around his eyes and his hair kind of floats. It's so it it feels like an entirely different manga, but it's so fun. And Taichi's just looking at the two of them being so hyped up, like, what is what is wrong with these weirdos? Wait, this is a hobby. Harada sensei, why are you so hyped up? <laughs> What do you mean you're just going to watch this match? You always play. <laughs> no, I must witness their potential first. Then I shall test them. I love this match, too, because Arata is the one who basically takes the reins once he and Chihaya are like, no, we're planning to win. And Chihaya is just shown in protag going like, yeah, we'll win whatever challenge you win. And Arata's just like, no, hold on. I know you're crap at the beginning of this game and Taichi's okay overall. These people have practiced. <laughs> we have not done that. So we're going to play the game that leverages my strengths to be best, where it's the three, it's essentially three people are all playing one game is the mm -hmm. house rule for this, where it's like they each share a column, but they're all playing the same board cooperatively. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, one of the other elements is that because, uh, uh, normally 50 out of the hundred cards, uh, when, um, uh, when multiple, uh, boards are being played at the same time. Not everyone is going to have one one of the cards that's uh, that's available to them read. You can have the the person in the middle like paying attention to all three, and if they recognize, okay, this isn't one for me, then they can act on the other two boards. Mm -hmm. And this is another case where like there's a really cool subtlety moment where um uh it, it's very overtly um Arata is like we're gonna do this in the way that allows me to do the most and basically carry both of you. And at first, uh, Chihaya, mostly Chihaya, but also Taichi to a little bit, to a small, like Taichi gets like disheartened by it, whereas Chihaya gets mad. But like they, yeah, they, they recognize, uh, like, like, like they have the thought that he has no faith in us. He's doing this all himself. You know, because like he gave both of them, you know, like jobs to do as part of the team. And like he was he was basically stepping on their toes. But it boils down to your warm bodies. Yeah, well, that that's what Taichi takes away from it. But as the game goes on, uh, what they realize is he is trying to do everything, but he knows he can't. So the places where he can't do something, that's why he told us to focus on these particular things. Because we can cover, you know, that extra stuff he can't do on his own. And again, it's one of those subtle things where, like, he's absolutely trying to carry them. Like, one man, one man, this team. Mm -hmm. But he also does have faith in his teammates. He just recognizes their skill level. And is yeah. giving them, and is giving them as much as he thinks that they're capable, given their amount of practice up to that point. They play this game, and it, it does have uh, varying effects upon our protagonists. Aggressorata is immensely confident, as we said. Shihaya gets angry at essentially being a warm body, and Taichi is... Feeling disheartened right up until he does snag a card and Arata gives him honest praise and he's like, oh crap, honest praise. Wait, I've never had this before. Is this, is this affirmment from a peer? <laughs> well, uh, genuine affirmment from a peer and not just sucking up? And that's the other thing too, is Arata comes to the conclusion that like, wait, no, I can't do this by myself. We're a team. I need to trust these people. So like when Taichi picks that card, there's also like Arata was guarding on it. Mm -hmm. They they mention that 
I'm still yeah. not sure how that works in this card game, but I trusted the manga to tell me that's a thing you can do. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the thing is you have to be the first one to touch the corresponding card. Mm -hmm. So if you kind of like cup your hand, you can physically block. In, there are two cards that could be off of the syllable red. You can cup your hand in front of one card and then go for the other one to prevent your opponent from trying either. And then it's like you're still on the 50-50 guess for the one that you pick. Mm -hmm. Um, but it it gives you control of the game. And that, that's mm -hmm. that's the point where Tai Chi is like oh, he is carrying us, but he still expects us to do things. And then there's also a really fun moment where Chihaya doesn't really put this together quite as well as Taichi does, even though Taichi says it out loud. Uh, or actually, I think mm -hmm. I think um, Harada-sensei is the one who says it out loud, but Chihaya does not pick up on this quite as well. And there there comes a point where Chihaya is competing against Harada, and the other <laughs> team is like, you yeah. know that we're the ones you're competing against, right? You're supposed to be fun. Oh my god. No, my favorite part was when uh, Chihaya, who was getting, you know, kind of clowned on, finally, like, overcomes the impossible odds and gets a card. And she is psyched all to hell about this. She is riding high on that feeling of, I did it. I got a card. Holy crap. That felt impossible. I need to do it again. And I'm like, yes, you understand the Dark Souls mentality. <laughs> I have not vibed with a character harder. <laughs> uh, I, I just love it, too, because that's such a sports manga like moment right mm -hmm. there is when like the person who's really exceptionally good has to come to the realization you were on a team. You if you wanted to play by yourself, you could do that. This is not what that is. Mm -hmm. It is not a one to one translation. And that like level of like you need to trust your team and give up that control. Oh, I love that every time that shows up. And this is a great example of it. Uh, and, and I mean, like, this manga in general is spoiling with those moments, mm -hmm. as we'll see as we go forward. Yeah, like I said earlier, there is no argument this is a sports manga. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. I think Chihaya at one point goes, wait, this is a sport? Yep. <laughs> I think it's when they walk into the club. You see Arata playing as intensely as he does, and it's like, okay, this is like a giga enthusiast. Got it. But when they open the door, like this is like this is still like a lot everyone of is his tier yeah. or higher. And it's like it, it it's that case where it's like he's an enthusiast, but he's not like the enthusiast. This is how the game is played if you're serious about it. You know? Mm -hmm. and, and and it's that that point where um like like in her head she says, I saw this as a hobby, now I see it as a sport. Mm -hmm. which is a really cool moment for her. But yeah, as we said earlier, uh, Chihaya and Arate uh, eventually start playing each other. The game is a foregone conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they win. Uh, Harada-sensei is very thrilled about this. I must know your names. Oh, I'm uh, Arata Wayata. Uh, I'm in sixth grade. Wait a minute, the grandson of the eternal master? Oh, I guess that does explain why he's so good at this. <laughs> Literally grew up on the stuff. He did? Yeah. Wait, what's your name? Chihaya Ayase? Ayase? The younger sister of Dean Model? Intimately? Ha! He's a creep. Arata sensei, it is really creepy. You're that into Dean. I should say none of this was in the manga. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she does. She, Harada, she, the sister is sensei is, is very whole. Arata sensei Harada is sen almost too wholesome. We'll find out later. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's great. I love, I, I love Harada Sensei. I, I love Harada Sensei for the way in which uh, uh, that idea comes up later. It's great. He's like, I must foster this new generation of pros. It, it is the dream. It is my dream as the head of this club to create a master player. So I will give each of you a set of cards. Harada, you already have one. Uh, now. Think of it as having a hundred new friends. You just need to know everything about them. And Chihaya is just like, the idea of making a hundred friends is amazing to me. I want to make so many friends. <laughs> <laughs> and and she uses that as uh, motivation to uh, memorizing the rest of the cards. There's also a fun moment where it's shared by uh, Shonen in sports. You have the protagonist who like is this natural talent at the game and you give them great moments, but then they start stepping into that world. And um, like... Uh, Harada Sensei is is definitely good. He he is he is by no means a uh, a weak player, but he's also a relatively casual uh, club that will host some unofficial tournaments sometimes to try to get new players. Like uh, he's not like climbing the 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 ranks in the circuit or anything. And he plays against Chihaya and card is getting read out. And Chihaya is thinking that, you know, she stands a ghost of a chance and then watches Arata Sensei move just the way that Arata does. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, this is like playing Arata. I thought he was the best there is, but now <laughs> I see we are children. <laughs> and like, uh, there's that great moment of like, like awakening to the, awakening to the depths of. It's like, oh, this this guy who's a who's a real enthusiast, but is like past his prime, is still unbelievably good at it to the level of the person I thought was the best in the world. Oh, <laughs> seeing the depths of the of the world that has been stepped into and how far how much further there is to go. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, with that first match over, uh, the trio joins the club because why not uh they have mm -hmm. a lot of fun they bond over summer break they go back to school because tai chi is, school is mm. summer break is not the end of the school year so yeah. mm -hmm. tai chi is super sundere about joining the club yep <laughs> it's great it's, it's, so, <laughs> it's, it's amazing because so arata and um chihaya uh pick him up from uh cram school so that they can play more uh, karata you know basically an entire chapter of just you know the kids being friends and bonding and we'll play karuta for uh together forever okay and i'm like oh manga you're about to you're about to do something to break all these kids hearts aren't you ain't <laughs> you're, you? you're about friends forever oh taichi you're going to an incredibly prestigious high school in another town Oh, um, Arata, your elderly grandfather has had a medical emergency and you need to move back into the country. Oh, no. Wait, guys, why, why are you doing this? I just found out there's going to be a karate tournament for elementary school students. This was perfect for us. We can't enter next year. We're going to graduate elementary school this year. Sorry, we can't play together anymore. We can only play together this one last time. As Team Chihayafuru. They get shirts made. It's they get shirts. They, they don't even get shirts made. They buy shirts and then draw them with Sharpie. It's so much. Ah, my heart is warm. The one time I will say I don't like Chihaya's sister is she gets this like amazing handmade present from her two boyfriends. I'm sorry, two close friends who are boys. That's, that's I made totally the same joke, Matt. 
that's <laughs> totally the same relationship we're being told but whatever um, <laughs> and her sister is just like ew the- a handmade shirt so gross and i'm like shut up shut up <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I said th- I said the same thing <laughs> at this point of the manga. I'm like, yeah, her two boyfriends. Jealousy is <laughs> better game. She, well, she needs to get better game because she's entering a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> they are Team Shihayafuru because there is a card that basically has her name as the first like word yeah, on it. Arata has said that he recognizes this card as her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, that's really sweet. That is my card. And I'm like, Chihaya, you're missing the point here. And it's amazing. (laughs) We get another character later on who's like, this is a really romantic poem. Yeah, he's basically proposing. See, my theory, (laughs) he proposed marriage. Like, for the longest time, they're not, like, overtly clear about because it's like there's like these implications that like Chihaya is thinking not your strong suit and oh, uh, absolutely. She eventually did. eventually they uh they rip that band-aid off and yet yeah, nope she is she is that trope she's that uh kind of uh she has that shodan protag energy <laughs> well gee she's got shoujo protag energy is actually what's happening uh, <laughs> yeah two guys are interested in both me. in a lot of ways yeah both in a lot of ways <laughs> what do you mean they just both like me as friends right <laughs> yeah. Sure, chief. <laughs> yep. Uh, but um, yeah. So they decide they're going to enter because this is the last chance they have to do anything together, and they're going to win this tournament. But huh, what's this? Chihaya hasn't shown up. It's just uh the two boys there uh being <laughs> very snippy at each other. They know what's in a up. way that I found kind of funny. Chihaya didn't even show up to this triple date. Yeah, I know, right? This is not what I signed on for. (laughs) Well, look, it's fine. Even with Arata being sick and uh, exhibiting good mask protocol, Mm -hmm. we can still play well. As long as both of us win, uh, because this this version of the game, this version of the game is is still a team thing, but it's basically three separate games and best of. The opponent who would have been Shihaya's is a... uh, a pseudo rival Arata had from uh in previous tournaments that he did. Well, he, he came uh, second in the age bracket they are uh-huh. so like he's yeah. good at the game. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't even think at this point in the story I don't think it's even pseudo rival. Like I think pseudo rival is a good way of describing it later mm-hmm. on, but at this point in the story I don't even think pseudo rival like th- this is Arata's like main competition at this point. Mm-hmm. But he would have been paired up against Chihaya, so he's going to win by default until she runs in like, I'm sorry, the train was late. <laughs> this is a very sports movie moment where they frame it like Chihaya is is so betrayed by her friends, you know, not staying close enough to keep, you know, playing uh, Karuta together that that she's uh, uh, not going to show up. And then when she shows up, uh, <laughs> the train was late. I, I appreciated that <laughs> deflating of the false tension because I don't like it when sports movies do that. <laughs> Look, nothing will ever top the moment in Yu Yu Hakusho where Yusuke says, sorry, I'm late. Traffic was much, but <laughs> th- this is a pretty good one, too. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, uh, they begin the uh, three on three. Chihaya is doing okay. Um, She's doing okay for being a recent, uh, a recent convert against a longtime devotee. Yeah. Who the long-term devotee is admittedly taking it easy on her too, is the thing. 
Like he starts mm-hmm. off going like she doesn't there's some strong she's a girl playing this, but also like she doesn't look like she knows what she's doing because she doesn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, obviously this is a long con because obviously if he doesn't want to ruin his prospects that he is pursuing her. Look, hey, this this kid loves meat buns more than he loves girls. I can guarantee that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think he says that, that I do not. But if you court her successfully, guess who can make you some meat buns? Being the long con. Hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I think that's a longer con that even Meat Buns is willing to go for. <laughs> that is his nickname, by the way, and that yeah. is what he will be referred I, to going forward. Characters in the manga do not remember his name other than calling him Meat Buns. The only time, the only time his name ever comes up is when he's complaining and says, "My name's not Meat Buns. My name is." And in all honesty. I'm legitimately sorry, Meat Buns, but I don't remember your name. And then either. a car passed by outside the school, honking at that exact second. <laughs> that doesn't actually happen, but it's kind of that, that same vibe. It's that energy. But anyway, they're all playing three on three. Um, Arata is the problem he's having is uh, he has a fever of 103. Yeah. <laughs> He's burning up with sickness right now. Before Chahaya arrives, uh, Arata and Taichi are talking, and it's like, are you sure you're good enough to be here? Yeah, my fever's only 103. Why did you get out of bed? I mean, uh, Jacob, we, the honest we, answer, I'm 10, and I have a crush on a girl. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm aware of that. No, Taichi's response is, why did you get out of bed? Because I'm 10, and I, got, and I have a crush on a girl. I mean, we've already talked about this. Taichi's just like, no, I'm, over this. I'm disagreeing with you because I am also 10 and have a crush on the same girl. Yeah. <laughs> we get one of my favorite panels, which is Chihaya manages to land a card, and she's in she is in the middle of uh the lineup. So both of them reach over and head pat her at the same time, like, good job, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good page. It's a really good page. Oh. But <sighs> Man, my favorite part about this thing, though, is they're in the first round of this tournament. That is their last plan- chance to play uh, Karata again. And Together, yeah. It gets to, like, the second half of Chiha- Chihaya's game, where she's supposed to be, like, this is her, like, home stretch. She gets better as the game goes on. But she hasn't been playing this game for years. And Meat Buns just goes like, okay, well, time to take this seriously. I might lose. And he ends up beating her. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't have the skill needed to pull it through. And Arata is sick. Mm-hmm. And Taichi... You're effectively working against two... Well, I don't want to say handicaps, but I mean, like... But, like, that's the thing, too, is they set this up in such a way that, like, oh, this is the big, powerful moment. They're going to get one final win before they go their separate ways. No. And they, they lose Can't in the win first them all. round. Yep. Can't win them all. And I love it. it. It's a really good moment because the emotional stakes say they cannot lose... But the actual stakes are none. There's how much they want to win, but like whether they win or lose, Taichi is still going to a different middle school and and won't be close enough to be able to uh, go to the club Mm -hmm. anymore. And whether they win or lose, uh, Arata's grandfather still has... Yeah, he's still sick and needs to be taken care of. And needs to be taken care of. Like, it's great because this like momentary distraction does not change the fact inevitably they're going to lose. So, like, it's juxtaposed mm-hmm. in the tournament, like, Arata's really good, 
but he can't carry a three-man team all the way to the end, and he's sick, so obviously that ends up things. But even if he wasn't, the chances of them winning a tournament are just mm-hmm. not there. Chihaya's not that mm-hmm. good yet. She started playing two months ago. Uh, I think it's actually like three or four months at this point. At that point, yeah. But like, it's an like, insanely short amount of time. She's a natural talent with n- with no training and almost no experience. Like, against people who also have a lot of talent and have been trained and have a lot of experience. There's no contest there. Yeah. And it's great because they end up losing. And they go home and they're sad, but frankly, more sad because of other things in their lives. And they graduate elementary school. My favorite part, Arata does not go to graduation because his mom's just like, nope, got to pack. We're moving out tomorrow. And I'm like, buddy, <laughs> oh, why? That's a- come on, don't twist the knife harder. <laughs> the other two uh, go to his place for uh, one final hurrah of them just playing together as friends. They roast Tai Chi, which is fun. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, they roast Tai Chi, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets he gets force fed a lot of humble pie in the in this uh like starting arc, and it's great. Well, I, I think in general as well. But now at at this point, it's like roasting a friend, roasting as opposed to like getting one up on the bad guy again. Like it, mm-hmm. it it's totally changed to this point because uh, <laughs> you know there's supposed to be a rhythm when the person reads out the first half of the poem on the card. It's like. I have literally never done this before. Give me a minute. <laughs> yeah, sound more like a robot, why don't you? Uh, I wanted to speak and spell to announce the cards for me. I'd get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but they have their uh, their final hurrah, their final friend moment. And it, uh, I Zarada just starts crying. Like, I was so great having friends to play Karuta with me. Thank you, both of you. I'll never forget you. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be friends forever. We'll be friends forever, and hey, maybe we'll meet in a tournament someday. We'll bo- we'll all go to nationals and see each other again. As long as we keep playing Karuta, we'll always be able to find each other. And they end on and then time. And then they end on that, and I love it because mm-hmm. that sets the yeah. prologue so nice. And then time skip, which fortunately does actually appear to be halfway through our reading. So (laughs) yeah, we're going to take a little Mm -hmm. bit of a break here, allow all of you to process them feels. And uh, when we come back, we can uh, talk about the entirely different genre that is the high school version of this. (laughs) (laughs) So many feels. Yes, we will be right back. Welcome back to the Overmanga Cast, everybody, where last we left our heroes, such as they are. Uh, tragedy, as uh, the young friends are separated by circumstance. And then, uh, as time is wont to do, it has passed, and we uh, return to find Shihaya in high school, trying very desperately to create a competitive Karuta club. My girl had a glow up. Everyone had a glow up. But Everyone had a glow up. <laughs> the art style of this manga seems to change. 
<laughs> it's like, you know how earlier I said it's the platonic ideal of a shonen and a romance manga? This is when it hits the romance manga art style and just pedals to the metal that for the rest of our reading. Yeah. True one. So hot. Like, flowers mm -hmm. in the corner of all their pages. And like, Chihaya's flowers. There. Flowers are used as the borders for panels for panels and and it's like that it's like that really uh softly penciled really light style uh for everybody's line work yeah yep. i feel like i'm getting like shoujo bishi flake vibes right now and i'm just like well when, when tai chi comes in you get the bishi flakes up <laughs> <laughs> but uh we we get introduced my favorite part is uh chihaya's in first day of high school already plastering up posters for joining the Kar karuta club and, and everyone once again discounting her beauty once they realize how much of a quote unquote their words how much of a waste it is she's so yeah. beautiful well my, my my girl is wearing the school uniform with sweatpants underneath her skirt and the i guess it's not the first day because the uh one of the teachers just goes like if you're just gonna wear sweatpants, just wear sweatpants. Don't wear them underneath the skirt. That's like that a looks huge, weird. like fashion faux pas, girl. Just, just pay, just do one. Uh, uh, fine. I'll take them off. Don't take them off here. You're in the hallway. There are boys watching you, and she's like, "I like card games." <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've been mentioning that this has like that sprinkling of shonen DNA, and particularly, uh. Chihaya has shonen pro tag elements to her character. Uh, she swerves hard into shonen pro tag at this point. Uh, I'm yeah. not even going to We're... acknowledge social conventions. I only like my sport. <laughs> Where, whereas most characters in this situation, you know, kind of doing the Ichigo of lying on the grass and with your headphones on would be listening to music. Um, she's listening to Karuta cards being read out. The two girls who are just like, hey, new friend, you want to, like, see what your pop music you're listening to? Take her headphones, put it on. It's like, what the hell is this? And then she's like, it's really cool, right? It's like, no, no one would ever think this is cool. She's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> hey, do you want to play Karuta with me? No. Oh, well, you're lame then. Hey, there's a new hot boy who apparently transferred here from some really big high school. <gasps> Maybe he wants to play Karuta. I don't care. Actually, maybe he does want to play. Yeah, I think he does. Oh, shit. It's Tai Chi. Yeah. Tai Chi. Ah, it's Tai Chi. I love the way he gets reintroduced because she's busy being sad about having no one to play Karuta with and, you know, lying on the grass listening to the readings. And <laughs> he just walks up looking all handsome. Like, hey, no wonder people say you're wasting your good looks splayed out on the ground like this. <laughs> Uh, quote. Man, Tai Chi, compared to how he's portrayed in the first half, really gets the, like, 180 in this second half. He does. It's insane. <sighs> how how much he goes from, like, at, at absolute, like, worst villain protagonist to just, ah, yes, primary love interest. OTP, you might even say. There's even an element of they are almost like completely different characters, but because of how how well his character arc is written, you can see how he got from point A to point B. You know, mm -hmm. you can tell it's still it's still the same Tai Chi, but he's he has changed that much. Essentially, what he says is, "I did the middle school of that prestigious middle school, but like, buddy, it's an it's a hour and a half commute 
both ways every single day. I'm not doing that for high school. I'll just go to a good <laughs> high school in Tokyo. And she's just like, I got into a good high school. And I'm like, Chihaya, <laughs> nothing I, you've shown. Maybe a track scholarship, apparently. I, I think that's even what it is. Apparently, she's kind of baller at track and field. She run fast. You just don't want to do track and field because that's less time to be playing card games. Because I just I just use this as an I just use track and field as a hookup location, a hookup location. Yeah. An excuse to make new friends so I could lure them into playing Karuda. Wait, what? Or Tai Chi. <laughs> she has victimized so many. <laughs> you know what? No. It's, yeah, it's not Tai Chi's fault at all. Chihaya is not aware yeah. of what she's saying. She's not at all. It is. It is both. It's it is so both funny. Tai Chi's reaction and my reaction, and I love her this for this. But Chihaya, please, <laughs> no. Only mildly better at considering what you say before you say it. Unfortunately, not in ways that matter. <laughs> I like, I, my favorite part is Tai Chi says, "I'm glad you got into a good school in Tokyo," but like we are given no other indication that this is a good high school. <laughs> like it's it's a high school, but it's not like prestigious. Mm. So it's like I don't I don't know. There's a like weird inkling in the back of my head. I'm like, I wonder if Tai Chi tracked her down. <laughs> oh, I I, I I would believe that. I believe that mm -hmm. too. But like uh, the big thing is uh, Tai Chi has uh, gone through some of his own growth and has uh, said, yeah, it's good to meet up with my old friend. I don't really play uh, Karuto much anymore. One of my favorite bits is he's just like, oh, wow, you really got tall, didn't you? I'm only five centimeters taller than you. Are you making fun of me? No. Like, buddy, you're taller than her. You don't need to. <laughs> Where is this coming from? That's if you're shorter than the girl you have this reaction. Yeah. And then she's like, she's just so happy to see her friend again. She's, yeah, I, I, she just keeps saying his name and bumping into him. Like, ah, so this cute. is a weird thing, too. Is she one of Chiaya's things is she had an insane growth spurt in high school. She's a very tall woman, but it only mm. comes up to make her sister jealous, is really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wants six inches of her little sister's height. Mm hmm. Yeah, her sister, as she says, could be modeling internationally more aggressively than she could ever. But Chihaya doesn't care about that. This is a bit that doesn't really come up much uh, later on, but I think that it's kind of cute. Chihaya and Taichi are catching up, and and he's like, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing really well in class, and I've got a girlfriend now. You've got a girlfriend? Chihaya oh, is so jealous of the girlfriend, but doesn't actually say it, and I love it. <laughs> I just love the fact that he then goes in to, like, discredit the girlfriend part of it and just says, well, I don't really like her. She just kind of likes me, I guess. She, she asked me out, and I didn't have the heart to say no, so... It's not serious, is what I'm saying. I love the fact that the girlfriend is never mentioned again. <laughs> She's like, talking, and Chihaya's like, what do you, what do you mean, Well, the, the only other time that she gets mentioned is when Chihaya is being totally not jealous of her. <laughs> and, like, Taichi isn't even bringing it up. The other thing the other thing I find amusing about this is Taichi asks in turn if uh, Chihaya has any crushes, and uh, <laughs> Chihaya has indeed developed a crush. <laughs> I, I read this, and it's like, they, keep, there's like... I keep giving him Valentine's chocolates, and he keeps rejecting them. Chihaya, I'm married, and you're like... 40 years younger than me. No. Her sister gets just, her sister gets like jealous. She's like, damn, she's got me beat. <laughs> yeah, that's in a panel. 
<laughs> Chitose, are are you honestly having a competition with your younger sister on age difference of male suitors? Because <laughs> that's a that's a little weird. I, I love Tai Chi's just essentially like, okay, first of all, Chihaya, that's weird. What you don't have a crush on him, I'm sure, but also his response was not warranted. He could have just accepted the chocolates. That's completely valid to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I love, I love it because like we get flashbacks of, uh, of uh, Chihaya, uh, like, like she's explaining and it shows like little flashback panels and like the way that it's framed. I'm like, oh, Chihaya, you have a child's view on love, don't you? <laughs> So endearing. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's not what this means, though, if, you know, anyone else were to look at this, so. I really respect mm -hmm. him as a duelist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also love, like, Shihaya basically runs home after the encounter with Taichi uh, tai and his girlfriend. She's like, I'll never forgive him acting all cool around girls. Not that I care. <laughs> Yeah, she's got strong shoujo protagonists right now. Is because she's like, I'm jealous, but I can't put into words why I'm jealous. Because I must maintain the purity of main character so that people don't think I'm two-timing. Because that's not an attractive character trait. Like, ah, you know how to write a love triangle well, I see. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, poly up already! <laughs> they already both high-fived you at the same time. That's halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> it's great i love it he skimmed over the bit chihaya is forming uh, a karuta club and taichi's basically like yeah i'm actually really good at everything and i'm kind of a shoujo like love interest so i'm just like i excel at everything right now so i'm really not interested in a card game barely anyone plays also i tried playing in middle school and it just kind of got in the way of my studies and she's just like hey i'm gonna go for my rank a qualifications and he's just like I mean, I tried to do that, but I couldn't because I wasn't good enough. And she's like, if I get rank A, you have to join my club. And he's just like, no. And she's <laughs> like, well, do it anyway. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> I, I, I love how Chihaya basically forces promises on people. There is a really cute moment in the middle of the tournament uh, in the A rank qualification tournament. I think it's before the finals when this moment happens where uh, Chihaya is like... Uh, Look, I know, I know I forced that on you. Uh, uh, I, I know I forced the whole join the club thing on you. You can forget about that, but please cheer me on because I'm really nervous right now. <laughs> that promise isn't binding. It's okay. I also love how uh, competitive Chihaya has gained the trait that uh, Karuna, very mentally taxing exercise, especially in a tournament where you're doing constantly match after match after match. There is a statement that I doubt the scientific validity to, but I will Ditto. quote it because it's in the manga, that Ditto. you think so hard that your brain burns three kilograms after a tournament. Of, of glucose, specifically. <laughs> That's why yep. it needs to be chocolate. Yep, so chocolate- There's science and stuff. So I need chocolate because I've because Chihaya has gained the trait now after an experimentally taxing math. She burns her brain out and needs to take a nap and needs chocolate. And I'm like, <laughs> you sure this isn't just shoujo wish fulfillment nonsense? But okay. <laughs> she she doesn't just take a nap. She passes out, eyes open, and rolled into the bathroom. Yes, mid, usually mid-sentence. 
the manga very, very explicitly will say, oh, her eyes aren't closed. Those are the lights. Her, her eyes roll back in her I, my, my boy Tai Chi's just like, I'm going to cover you with my jacket. And she goes, oh, he's covering me with his jacket. She like regains consciousness and I forgot, boy interested me? Ooh, shoujo. And then he's just like, I don't want people looking at your face right now. <laughs> I, I love it because the way Tai Chi actually gets involved with this uh, rank up tournament is he he was just he, he's just curious. He swears. So he shows up to the tournament in disguise as an observer and immediately gets recognized by Harada sensei. <laughs> like it's not even a whole page before Harada's like, ah, eyelashes, it's you. Which uh, with the glow up, you know why he's called eyelashes. <laughs> My boy looks like he's wearing eyeshadow at all times callback to or way earlier in our podcast career but uh y'all remember my next life as a villainess y'all remember all the pretty boys in that yeah <laughs> he's on that tier but um yeah so he he has to run out and get her chocolate from the convenience store but the convenience store is closed so rich boys gotta what? buy why is it called a convenience store for closes? That's the other thing. The convenience store is closed for apparently no reason because this should be when it's open. <laughs> yeah. No, it's closed so that rich boy can go buy expensive chocolate for girl. And then he brings back Godiva chocolate. Yeah, it's literally it's Godiva in the same way you don't say a brand in manga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Godiva like McDonald's. Yeah. But anyway, he brings it back, and my favorite part is Harada Sensei also starts eating the chocolate because he had to get a sampler of bonbons. <laughs> is essentially what happened because that's like what he could grab, and he's just like, I could have gotten three bars of chocolate for the price of one of those bonbons, and this guy right here is eating them, and she's like, These are good. I like department store chocolate too. And I'm like, <laughs> Maybe appreciate what I got for you. <laughs> well, there's also the factor that she's like shoving handfuls into her mouth. <laughs> I love it. She hires a cheap date. What can you say? Say it like it's a bad thing. It, it is a bad thing. She's got two boys paying for her. She can kill the date. <laughs> I love this dynamic because like it, it has the uh, shoujo protag protagonist wish fulfillment angle of it. Uh, and then also, um, you know, because of a lot of uh, Chihaya's character traits in particular, like she has those like quirky, you know, like quirky savant elements of a of a shonen protagonist. It really is a uh, is uh, a really well done blend of the two, yeah, which like I didn't know that existed. Why did nobody tell me? <laughs> I just want to achieve all of my dreams while fighting for them, while two boys are interested in me. And then when I get tired and want to take a nap, they bring me chocolate. What is wish fulfillment about that? <laughs> Life. Take note. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> Got life figured out. Seriously. <laughs> oh, man. Don't, but, wor uh, don't worry. If we read more isekai, I'll point out the male wish fulfillment. The male version too. of it? Yeah. Oh. I equally hate those. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's no finding it. You're slapped over the head with it. I mean, Whether uh, it, in all seriousness, oh, there's well, an amount well, of wish fulfillment in all fiction. Just. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it's more extreme than others. This one has a lot of, like, real-life subtlety that disguises it. But this is wish fulfillment, and I'm on board with that. <laughs> oh, we will get to my favorite, like, overt moment of, ah, the heavy hand of symbolism <laughs> in a minute. But anyway, um, the 
actual grade A match is a bit of a non sequitur. Uh, Chihaya wins because she's been working hard for it. Like, oh yeah, th this is well. I oh, mean, it's this, a pure, it's a pure sports manga moment. Yeah, this is this is the first time we're seeing like, uh, you know, high school Chihaya as a Karuta player. You know, like there's the whole, uh, oh, this person has uh, barely missed out on ranking up to A multiple times. Chihaya has developed a reputation, but she's still new, new enough that like people don't think much of her, and uh, you get the you know, you get the, like, natural progression of, you know, th this is a reintroduction of a protagonist who has had mm. the training now, so from from a narrative perspective, it's kind of a foregone conclusion how it goes. I also like this one because it's the most Brock-like Harada-sensei gets. <laughs> <laughs> there is some extent where, I think this is also the first time where they actually show the rules on page of the game because they hadn't actually explained any of them yet. <laughs> and we're like, nine chapters in so I, I suppose good on you for having enough faith in your show not tell manga to have us intuit what's going on actually that's something that i kind of like about it because um i'm not quite sure how to phrase it but it's like to some extent it's not it's not trying to draw you into karuda it's drawing you into the character drama and i'm sure mm -hmm. whoever made this given the passion on display would love karuda to be a more popular sport than it is uh, honestly, it deserves it. It's cool. It doesn't expect you to be a karate expert to follow along. It's more about the characters and their emotions first, and then uh, Karuta second. I also want to be clear about this. This is uh, a feature, not a bug of Blue Period, because it's also valid to do it the other way around. But that was the thing that I was trying to express with Blue Period, where that is trying to get you to do art. And that was the reason mm -hmm. why it missed on me despite how good it was you know i got you this manga does not actually care if you know the rules of karuna mm -hmm. like i i frankly had trouble following it but during the tournaments i had no trouble of following how the characters were feeling exactly and i felt mm -hmm. their highs and lows and i just understood the rules were i had a vague enough idea that when they said this was a thing to be excited about i was like on board because i cared more about their journeys yeah, how they felt about it. And, and like, that was very clearly expressed. And the way the paneling is done in this, like, this has amazing paneling, but, like, it makes a card game seem so, like, physically active and, like, dynamic that you follow it just with your eyes. Mm -hmm. and, like, it's it's really good. And it's, like, uh, at, at some point, you get these, like, blocks of text where, like, characters are either thinking or, like, they're strategizing. And frankly, I skimmed over those, but there's a part of me that wonders if you're kind of expected to skim over those, because the entire point of the card game is quickly glance at a bunch of information, gleam what's necessary, and move on with the action in a fast pace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm, because you'll get like these character I, thoughts that you read through all of it, and then you're like, wait, was any of that really necessary? Because that's just what they're then going to do, because the like structure of the paneling tells you what they do. And I'm like, no, it's their thoughts in a moment. You can skim over them just fine. It's very well done. The The other thing that's kind of nice about that is if you are the kind of person who's passionate about Karuta, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I was introduced to Karuta's existence by this manga, so obviously I don't know high-level strategies, but, you know, it, it's sort of like a, a case of like um, a well-played game of chess in a piece of media where if you know chess and it's actually being done right, 
the chess heads are going to freaking love it. You know, Karuda players, if this is if, if this is all real strategy, the Karuda fans who, uh, you know, came to this manga from that angle instead of from the manga first are going to really love that stuff. But if you're not into it or if you're just being introduced by it, then it's skimmable. Again, since I compared it to Blue Period, Blue Period, th this isn't a problem with Blue Period, but it this doesn't feel exclusionary. I I I I, I, I really don't want to give uh, the wrong impression of how I feel about Blue Period because I didn't feel excluded from Blue Period either. But yeah. the the skimming element uh, doesn't exclude someone who doesn't understand Karuda in this case. Yeah, like if you want to skip over the strategy, frankly, I think every time they do those, it's unnecessary because the paneling and like the action movement of this tells the story as well. Mm -hmm. If you want to skip the supplementary information, because frankly, it's lost on you, which to a part it was on me, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I feel like you still follow mm -hmm. the tournament perfectly fine. Like exactly, it, is, yeah. it is supplementary, not a requirement. Yep, exactly. And uh, that's one of the things I actually really liked about this manga, because it lets you engage with it very deeply on multiple levels. There's the shonen element of characters growing stronger. There's the sports manga element of, you know, the, tension of tournaments there's the romance manga element of the feelings of the characters involved just vanilla drama elements of mm -hmm. how how this experience is affecting the characters and how they feel about each other yeah and which is and, tied to the romance but not entirely mm -hmm. but to focus on the romance for a second after chihaya wins her rank a the pages that end this particular chapter I really enjoyed this segment because she like throws open the window to the viewer section and leaps through the window to hug Tai Chi in this big, like dramatic panel. They're having this very romantic moment and then she calls Arata and she like, can she confesses all these feelings she's having. She's like, I did it. I won. And this is another moment of kind of a running theme of Chihaya, like seeking validation from people she respects for her accomplishments mm -hmm. and getting nothing in return because Arata isn't into Karuda anymore. In fact, he would prefer it if she stopped calling him. I loved him. this call so much. Yeah. Because you know nothing mm -hmm. about what's happened to Arata. And the first interaction is her so excited. She starts spouting off to the answering machine why she's calling. And it takes him a while to answer. And you get the, like, the longing of, you're wondering, why is he not rushing to the phone as he like slowly walks mm -hmm. to the answering machine? And when he picks up, he doesn't even really listen to what she's mid-sentence on. He goes, I'd really appreciate if you didn't call again. Mm -hmm. And then hung up. And then she's staring at her phone. And the thing that really hit me was the blinking call duration. This was a friend she had not talked to in years. The call lasted 49 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, this came after this big romantic moment with the other friend she recently reconnected with. And, you know, we made those jokes earlier about Chihaya and her two boyfriends. But we, by this point, you're super invested in the friendship and romantic uh, tension between these three characters. Yeah, and in that order, I think, is the important part. You care about their friendships first, and my immediate visceral reaction... I don't know if anyone else had this same reaction. I don't know if this is something that, like, the manga very strongly tried to emphasize, or if I was just that much uh, looking at it from Chihaya's perspective, but, like, my immediate reaction is, okay, something bad happened. Like, his grandpa died or something. There is no mm. way he just dropped the game and is acting like that. 
uh, because they just so happened to grow apart. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I, I was, I was chomping at the bit. I like explain, please. I have my own theories that I, from this moment, I mean, we already know, we know as the readers, the reasoning for why he had to separate from the group. And I think knowing well, I put together, I'll put it this way, the fact that his grandfather was so big in the in the um uh the sport and the fact that his grandfather was likely his motivation and the fact that his grandfather was also the reason why he was no longer allowed to continue his childhood dream of, you know, having friends and being popular or not popular, but like being surrounded with people who were interested in what he was interested in and finding mm -hmm. that family, that familiar tie, being ripped out of that and then losing his core of why he got into it in the first place is kind of like i don't yeah. want to touch on that ever again like we, we yeah and like the next arc we go through is like touching on the main reason why but i feel like there is also like a lot of lingering resentment and everything like this manga has a lot of nuance and i think like yeah because there's a there is like strictly speaking the manga gives you an answer but like all of the all of the depth that jay just mentioned I feel is also absolutely mm -hmm. true. Like it's more than just the simple answer uh, of, you know, what we'll, what we'll get to once we uh, reunite with Arata. Cause the next thing that Chihaya basically drags Taichi onto a train. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I, like we've been, we're saying, going to the country to find him. Like a traditional shonen in this perspective, this would be the rescue Arata arc and it would end with everyone happy. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> that that's not, Again, it's actually kind of a blend of uh, of the two because uh, it's not a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, they're like, Chihaya is just like, well, there's no way he wouldn't want to talk to me. Something must have happened. We got to go see him. I need money for a train ticket. I'll ask my parents. My parents don't have money because they needed to fly to... Oh my god, when I saw a list of destinations they have to go for her sister's photo shoots that I guess they're paying for, I'm like, maybe you're investing too much in her dream, because, like, holy crap. They, I think the manga wants you to think that, because uh, they, they get a little bit absurd. Yeah, but um, anyway, mm -hmm. uh, who ends up paying for oh, this? This manga gets a little bit absurd, I never would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> who ends up paying for the train fare, too? Because they're going to Fukui, which is... Um, a significant train ride, actually, on, like, the bullet train. I think it's, like, a half a day, so that's not an inexpensive train ticket. Um, but they, mm -hmm. uh, they pay for, uh, Rich Boy uh, pays for it. Uh, barely mentions his girlfriend on this, like, day-long trip he's taking with his female friend, so... <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the that's the only other time she's ever brought up because uh, uh, Chihaya uh, is uh, totally not jealous about it. What are you talking about? Oh no, my favorite part is um, you know they get into a little squabble about it, basically, where uh, Chihaya's like, "Well, look, if you didn't want to come on this anyway, why didn't you just go on a date with your girlfriend?" It's like you don't even understand what love is. So okay, so what what is love then? Love is not enjoying it when you're around the person you love he says being sundere and not enjoying it around the person <laughs> what a weird <laughs> well yeah no i mean like 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 his description of love is obviously not healthy but like it, it's so 
it, it's very much he's expressing his his feelings in the moment. He's being a tsundere, <laughs> and Shihaya being a little air, being a space cadet. It was like, how philosophical. So do you not enjoy being around your girlfriend? No, I do. She listens to what I have to say, and she's cute. Unlike you, who doesn't <laughs> listen to what I have to say, hence why we're on this train ride right now. Yeah, That's almost literally the dialogue, too. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love it my, so much. My favorite <laughs> meta part about this is um, the train ride they have at the beginning is like them in the those uh, train seats that face each other and with the giant window. So you get like a nice like scenic uh, countryside and they're having this conversation and then they have to switch trains halfway through where they sit in much more traditional all facing forward aisle seats. And he's just like, I want mm-hmm. to sit by the window, and he's just like, you never even look outside. And the part of the conver- train we don't watch is the one they're not seated in front of a window for, and I'm like, I appreciate that. Uh, you structured <laughs> it in such a way that they got the much more expensive seats before. <laughs> is uh, is this a scene where uh, she looks at his phone and sees the keychain from his girlfriend, or is that later on that happens and gets uh, jealous again? Because I, I remember that scene very I vividly. Think that- I think that happens on the way back. Gotcha. Because this is this is the last time the girlfriend is audibly mentioned. But yeah. uh, Chihaya mm-hmm. definitely remembers she exists occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they yep. they arrive and they're trying to find uh, Arata, and um, a neighbor mentions that uh, they leave the train station, run to his a- uh, find his address, run to it. And then the neighbor mentions, oh, he's in a bookstore at the... Chihaya runs to his address. <laughs> Taichi is so done with this adventure like, already. Taichi's like, why are you running? We don't... We, we're not on a schedule. I, I was so prepared for when... Because the neighbor who shows up is a cute girl bundled up for the northern climate. And I'm just like, oh, if Chihaya also gets mad that this neighbor knows Arata, I am all for this. Unfortunately, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yeah, but uh, they start making their way back to the because uh, the bookstore that Arata works at is by the train station. So, you know, there's kind of the humorous thing of ah, we walked right by him. So they're making their way back there. And it's along this like nice, peaceful, pastoral, trail, very romantic you know, trail because the, the very, very romantic. The, the blossoms are falling from the trees and. Taichi goes to grab her hand and Arata on his bike literally rides between them in that moment. I love it. The heavy hand of symbolism. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't actually literally ride between them, but because he, he's no, he's he, no, the, the, the way the page is structured is definitely that he is between the two of them. I don't yeah. think he actually did, but he is symbolically what stopped them from holding hands. The the panel the panel is framed to show it that like because like there's not enough space between them for him to have ridden between them, but it is framed in such a way that the the language of the panel is that he literally rode between them. Might be my favorite series of panels in the manga. My yeah, favorite series of panels great. is immediately after where Chihaya turns around in a split second and we get a little author's note bubble of like, hey, remember she was in track and field as she just disappears from the panel in a speed <laughs> as she outruns a bike. <laughs> there are a couple yeah, of cases. She chases him down and pulls him off the row. <laughs> there, there are a couple of cases where Chihaya does something absurd and there's like a little arrow that points to her saying former track star. Mm-hmm. Need to justify this nonsense. <laughs> 
but she pulls Arata off the road. They tumble down a hill, and he lands atop her in a very romantic. Position. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, let's talk about some romantic paneling. This is a and this is a two-page spread of him straddling her, like. <laughs> And then, and then it's, and then I love how I love how uh, it's it's not quite like fully deflating, but it has that sort of effect where Taichi is just standing next to them, like a couple of steps down the hill. Like, what the hell are you two doing? Well, what happened was they went off the side and like fell into a ditch. So Taichi is just like, wait, what? What the hell happened? I turn around for two seconds. You run thirty yards ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and Shihaya's, like, crying from the rampant emotions and probably also the physical pain of rolling down a hill. And so there's these very beautifully penciled panels of her of her doing pretty people crying and grabbing Arata's sleeve. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn! <laughs> it's, uh, this chapter is very Jose. There hasn't yeah. been a lot of Jose and then, yet. And then it's, this is very Jose. <laughs> And then it's just panels of like zooms in on their faces that uh, like uh, uh, stills of Karuda, the tree, and just I wanted to see you repeated over and over and over. And I'm like, holy crap, I was not ready for the shift this hard into the romance manga. <laughs> but anyway, uh, she has fallen down, so they obviously need to uh, get back. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what has happened is she is covered in mud. So uh, they go back to um, Arata's house, and he offers up the use of his bath so she can take a bath. And it's amazing, because she comes out of the bath with her hair wrapped up in a towel, and Taichi just goes, Why the hell would you wash your hair? <laughs> Which is a very valid question. Because yep. when I landed on the, on the side of the hill, the back of my head got covered in mud. That's taking advantage of someone's kindness. <laughs> My panties are fine, though. Don't use that word! <laughs> yeah, ne- neither of them were prepared for that sentence. <laughs> they're used to it at this point. I mean... Well, they do used it? to be, they used to be, but they haven't, they haven't been together for a long enough time. Hanging out with their tomboy friend is not the same thing as the situation they're in right now. That's also true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is another case where what uh, well-woven character development because... Uh, you know, you see, like, the through lines of the characters, despite how much they've changed. But, um, anyway, uh, despite the fact they've come all this way, uh, Rada just goes, hey, the second your hair is dry, you need to leave. I'm not playing Karada anymore. Chihaya is just like, that's dumb. No, we'll play right now. I'll just open this door you've got closed for some reason. Oh, no, I tripped. Oh, 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 no. This is, oh, that's a shrine to your grandpa who you loved a lot. Oh, no. (laughs) I have made a mistake. She was, she was was setting up cards to play and he kicked them. And that's when she, that's when she looks up and sees the shrine she didn't notice because uh, she, she acts before she thinks. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe I should leave. Yeah. Well, she doesn't even think that because Tai Chi is like Tai Chi reacts violently to uh, Arata kicking the cards, and it's like, "What the hell is wrong with you? Punch! We're leaving." Yeah, he's honestly he he's kind of rightfully mad at both of them for. You know, because it's like, mm-hmm. Chihaya, that was really stupid and insensitive. You shouldn't have done that. Also, Arata, way too far. 
I mean, I don't know that I don't know that his reaction was a particularly good one either, but he he at least attempts to be a mediator and and pulls Chihaya out of the house. Oh wow, wow, teenagers making bad decisions in a romance manga. I've I'd never seen right? it coming. And then this is this is where we get the okay, here's the literal no subtlety, no nuance uh reason. Uh, because the neighbor takes the karate cards and and hands them back to uh because Tai Chi just pulled Chihaya out of the room without actually like picking up the cards. And the neighbor gets them and tries to give them back, and she gives the uh like no subtlety, no nuance. This is just literally what happened. Um, when his grandfather passed away, uh, he was at the, the tournament to rank up to A, and he wasn't there when his grandfather passed because of Karuda. And it's like... It was the one time he wasn't there for his grandfather while his grandpa was sick. Okay, that's a that's an explanation. But then there is also the factor of, you know, how it all emotionally ties together, you know, with, uh, you know, his grandfather being the thing that introduced it to him and... Uh, you know, the isolation that he had dealt with because of the sickness, and it's a lot. And uh, Chihaya, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chihaya finally, with the moment to think, is like, This was really stupid of me to do, wasn't it? Yes, 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 it was. <laughs> and it's like, Yes, it was. We're, we're gonna just, we're just gonna go home now. So we cut to them back on the bullet train. Tai Chi's just like, Hey, you, you had your heart in the right place. And, you know, you left your letter with him. I'm sure he'll read it and maybe we'll hear from him in the future. And uh, little did they know he had read it and it had touched his heart. A place that was dark in his soul when Karada once laid. Yeah, we get a whole lot of feels out of the out of this entire chapter. And they decided to get on the expensive train again. (laughs) (laughs) And... They got on the expensive train, and then Arada, his heart reawoken to justice, and also Karuda, hops on his bike and rides alongside the train so his friends can see his resolve. And I, I love this so much, because both of them, like, slam against the window, screaming his name, and the rest of the passengers are like, what the hell? Taichi does react to this, like, he stands up and he's looking out the window. It's Chihaya who's the one who's screaming, and eventually Taichi is like, we are on a train, you need to calm down. My favorite line is Chihaya going like, why don't these windows open? And Taichi's just like, you... How poor are you? This is a bullet train. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think would happen? But eventually, uh, Arata can't uh, keep up with the train anymore because the track veers off. And also it's a bullet train. It's also a bullet train. And everybody is crying except Daichi because he's trying to be cool. (laughs) He's he's crying on the inside. That's the manly thing to do, Mm -hmm. right? It's the emo thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess I'll make the Karuda Club with you. I know Arata will come back. So let's make the best Karuda Club in Japan. And then we'll get stronger and wait for him. And all of the, and like the, the border panels of the <laughs> art, all flowers. And I'm like, God damn. Are all flowers and vines. And it's time for the recruitment arc. Yeah. Gotta have one of those. Well, because they need five I, members, or the club will dissolve. As they're doing that, they're doing their whole scrappy uh, niche club thing. The first member of the club that they are seeking to recruit, uh, Kanada Oesan, uh, who is um, 
she's something all right <laughs> she's she's an otaku for the classics the japanese classics namely classic clothing my my favorite part about this recruitment arc is it seemed like they had one really strong idea for one character and then realized they needed five yeah yeah yeah. This isn't even really a complaint because there is more of a feeling of it being fast-tracked than it being an afterthought, but there is almost a sense of like, uh, <laughs> ah, we'll just reintroduce one of the characters from before. <laughs> we don't have to, we don't have to do this for everybody. Well, it's like Tai Chi literally just says, I found meat buns over here in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and me, like, you, you found, like, actual food? Oh no, the character! Oh! <laughs> yeah, that guy! From that the guy who was time. really good at Karuda, and then we find out that he didn't play at all during middle school because he wanted to impress girls on the tennis team. Can't play. Didn't work out for him. Which did not go well. He oh he wanted to impress girls on the tennis team, and definitely not because Arata was too powerful at Karuda, and he became disheartened. That too, but <laughs> um, that's after we get like the entire story arc of recruiting uh, Kaneda. Mm -hmm. uh, and her whole thing is she joined the Japanese archery team because they wore, their uniform is the traditional uh, clothing style, which she really mm -hmm. likes because her family makes kimono. They're kimono makers. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's all about anything that is like the classics. So when she mm -hmm. finds out there's a karate club, she's just like, oh, man, those people appreciate the classics. They'll totally wear the official garb. Uh, little did you know, Karuda is very much a modern sport now. They've streamlined mm. everything, and really only the Masters tournament wears the professional gi. Like, <laughs> I love the, like, vision Kanada has in her head of, like, her and, uh, Chihaya in, like, like, full kimono. Yeah, like, seven-layer kimonos. Oh my, you've gotten another one. You're quite talented, Chihaya-sama. <laughs> No, you don't understand. We don't even play the game you're thinking of right now. <laughs> no, we are incredibly violent. Uh, but uh, she she is on board up until she learns that it is a very competitive game. She's like, oh, that's kind of dumb. I just kind of wanted to wear cute clothes and maybe play game because I really like the poems because I love classical Japanese literature. Wait, Chihaya, do you even know the meaning of these poems? Oh, no, I've only memorized the phonetic sounds they make in order to make me better at the reflex aspect of this game. You're really not motivating me to join this. <laughs> wait, wait, no, please teach me. Wait, what's that card you really like? Uh, oh, the Chihaya Fu? Uh, this is the poem that um, Arada said was, like, representative of me. And this is the point we get. She goes, you know, that poem is, like, super romantic, right? What? I thought it was just about scenery. No, it's this... It, it's got this entire history of this courtier who, like, couldn't be with the empress that he loved. And so he wrote this poem that was an expression of how his he tried to suppress his own love. But like red maple leaves falling in the river, it his love dyed everything that he did a deep red color of passion. And she has like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Can you teach me the meaning behind the rest of these? I'm going to completely ignore that my... <laughs> <laughs> my, my childhood child. friend associated me with this poem it's oh, fine my, with this incredibly romantic poem my favorite part too and we kind of skimmed it over is um in her letter to arata that she sent um his whole thing is he's shook into the core because his grandpa died and he always viewed his grandpa as like the god of karata because mm -hmm. he was just that good like there was no yeah, one above I mean, him his rank was literally eternal master. Mm -hmm. And like Chihaya in her letter just goes, 
I always viewed you as the god of Karata. You were just unbeatable. You were an unattainable perfection. And then we get my favorite two-panel spread of right here, where it's Arata going like, I didn't want to be your god. I just wanted to be your friend. Yes. I love that line mm -hmm. so much. That is my favorite line in this entire thing. Husband. Yes. I... <laughs> Yes, but also, <laughs> but also the juxtaposition of the expectation these two have, ah, <laughs> the feelings, so many of them are happening right now. There is also an aspect of, uh, uh, Chihaya does say that out loud at one point, and one of the motivating factors for, uh, Taichi is he wants Chihaya to pay attention to him the way that she pays attention to, uh, Arata. And that ends up mm -hmm. being a big motivator for him as well. Oh, I love the subtle at the beginning, but increasingly intense layers of like jealousy that come up of Tai Chi. Like Tai Chi is obviously completely infatuated with Chihaya and but she's obsessed with Karata and she views Arata as the god as the of, height it. of it and as the height of it. So she's either talking about Karata or him and it is just hurting my man. Yeah. <laughs> it is ripping his heart apart. And I, yeah. No, how dare he? He just has to go home and be consoled by his girlfriend. <laughs> what is Tai Chi to do? <laughs> his girlfriend, whose name we don't even know. Because it doesn't matter because she is not that knows her name. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, like the uh, the thing I really like about it is like there there is the romantic jealousy, but there's also the jealousy of like as much as Tai Chi likes to pretend otherwise, he's passionate about uh, Karuta, too. So, like, there's the factor that like. He wants to be seen as that good as well. The characters balancing these different emotions is a lot of where I want to be your friend. I want to be your rival. I have these feelings that I'm a teenager and therefore can't really process very well. And like how that all interacts with each other. And it's a really good genre blend. But um, anyway, they got to get the club together. Uh, frankly, we kind of went over Kana this whole thing as she gets convinced. And what happens is she gets fully convinced by just going like, Okay, on one condition, you have to rent out kimonos from my family's stall in order to, uh, <laughs> whenever you participate. And Chihaya agrees because Chihaya's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Also, model for the catalog yes. for this year. Yeah, that's because also Chihaya is very beautiful. And we get my favorite uh, side panel of Chihaya's sister going like, wait, you got a paid modeling gig? <laughs> I have worked my ass off for years and I've I've gotten paid modeling gigs. You you're not even interested in this sort of thing and you just got this? Yeah, cuz I'm pretty and interesting. And taller than you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, it's like the and, and you just got this. Yeah, it was for Karuda. I don't understand you. <laughs> well, uh, maybe if you got your head out <laughs> of your butt, you might understand me. No. <laughs> but um anyway uh the other two are very inconsequential meat buns is literally just like hey you want to play with us sure uh he gets recruited yeah and yeah sure I, I i used to be into this i can be into it again so they they have an entire arc for the next character desk coon i don't feel like mm -hmm. it's worth going into because he's very much played up as a joke i mean he does have a very compelling emotional arc in the next tournament well it's not just that because but it, it 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 sort of doesn't jive 
Well, I, I, I actually have a way of articulating this here. Here's what the thing about okay. it is. Yeah, go for it. Go for here's it. what the thing about it is. Um, we have been talking up how great the subtlety and the layered emotions are when it comes to the entire rest of this manga and all of the characters. Desk-kun is a very, very by-the-numbers character. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. he's a character where you've seen this arc in other um, mangas, and it's like, you've seen this arc in equal and lesser mangas done exactly the same way, and it's not, you know, so... They're, they're, like, he gets, he gets to be the butt of some jokes, but the reason why it feels like a joke is because there's not, like, it's compelling, but it is not in the least bit subtle. It is very blunt and direct. The, the most compelling part of his recruitment arc is Taichi's reaction to him, is honestly it. It's yeah, like, exactly. Taichi's like, how dare you, like, spur Chihaya? She's trying her hardest, and you are just, you're being a dick about it. Like, she's actively trying to help you, and you're continuing your little tirade of no one wants to help you woe is you it's just like this is a person actively seeking to recruit you and you're complaining about how no one likes you like what is this nonsense mm -hmm. yeah and and mm -hmm. and that's sort of the problem because the subtlety and depth in uh his recruitment because it's like i i think desk kun is another case where sorry i don't remember your name i just remember the nickname yeah this is another case where desk kun isn't a bad character but he is not on the level of depth and subtlety as the mains and that is noticeable and that's sort of the reason why his uh recruitment arc feels so hollow it I, isn't hollow it just it feels so in comparison also what really matters is my favorite part about Deskoon's recruitment is after he's been recruited my boy is in the room for two seconds going like you know if this is like a game about memorization and that's like one of the key strengths about it wouldn't a really good way to train it be to flip the cards over so you can't be constantly reading it? And we get reactions from everyone in the room like, why did we never think of this before? It starts off as as like a sarcastic, just let me leave sort of reaction. But as it goes on, everyone's dawning on the realization of like, wait, this is actually a legitimately good idea. We are so using this. Everyone but Chihaya is my favorite part because she's like, wait, no, that's the part I'm worse at. Don't please no. Uh, <laughs> And then, like, we, at the end of this chapter, there's a little panel that's my favorite. It's like, Taichi proceeded to beat Chihaya in the next five matches. And I'm like, yep, because she is not good at this part of the game. <laughs> she knows her oh, strengths and she knows her weaknesses. I, mean, I loved that. That was hilarious. There was the other factor of, um, again, unfortunately, a lot of the subtlety in Deskun's recruitment was uh, Taichi's subtlety. But there was a there was the uh, element of uh, Chihaya is because she's been practicing so much. She's at a level above everybody else on practice alone. And uh, anyone who has to practice against her is uh, is going to be in for a rough game. <laughs> and uh, Taichi was feeling like like he's like, do I even have talent at this? Is this even worth like like am I just doing this because girl once they're doing the flipped over game he's like oh no I'm I actually have skills uh that are that completely outclass her in some areas okay so I'm I am actually good at this uh, in my own right I also then, really like to win 
And I do think Chihaya is a bit full of herself a lot. I am going to crush her. <laughs> yeah, and, and that yeah, that all is is fairly overt too. That that goes back to what I mentioned of you know it's like uh, a a more boilerplate shonen would be you know main character is you know magically a savant, mm -hmm. which I mean like you know depending on the series and how seriously it's taking itself, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if you want a deep and subtle story, that's almost always a problem whereas what this does is it makes it very clear that chihaya is certainly currently the best player but she's not invincible she has strengths and weaknesses that the rest of the team uh you know can you know can work with mm -hmm. which i really enjoyed mm -hmm. yeah just in terms of uh, the sports manga stroke uh shonen aspect of it it felt a lot more like uh it, it really lent a, a genuineness to the tension of the forthcoming tournament arc that we will be getting to mm. like i'm not gonna lie i absolutely popped off at several points during the upcoming tournament arc because i actually uh jake this is a a phrase that you've you've used a few times in our conversations but um none of these characters actually have plot armor mm -hmm. yeah not even shihaya and so that and because of the tournament or because of the team aspect of the tournament arc that lent a lot of tension to it but uh we are still in the recruitment stro uh stroke training part of this tournament arc yeah we do so have a we do have not, a bit of a we do have a bit of a training phase but i think um to double down on on that point though sam i think the uh important thing and this actually is something matt called out as a really good uh writing decision on the mangaka's part because that tournament before the time skip was lost it establishes the main characters can absolutely lose this is a game nobody's mm -hmm. lives are at stake they can lose at any time and that is a great way of generating tension because when the world's at stake, like, you know, it's that classic problem in fiction. If the world's at stake, you do kind of know how it's probably going to go. And it's hard to surprise the audience. But when the stakes are all personal, then, you know, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, speaking of personal stakes, the, uh, the, the, the training arc kind of goes off in a direction eventually. <laughs> the, the training arc is great because we get a montage of them all having to learn how to play the game and essentially what they come to the conclusion of was like because this game takes so long to do a match they can only do two matches before the school closes each night and like that's not enough to get them up to speed for this tournament coming up and they're like we need a retreat and then Taichi's just like hey my mom and sister almost never home they're at a go into a wedding or something we've got the entire weekend to play at my mansion so uh, the mansion you say <laughs> i mean he doesn't he does not humble brag they just happen to see he, he just house. talks and normally and doesn't understand the words coming out of his mouth or brag they they spend basically an entire day playing karuta and only get five matches in of the 15 that shihaya wanted over oh, those two oh, days don't you dare sam you don't you dare set, skip over the part where taichi and shihaya are setting up the mansion for their rest of their oh, club to yes. show up. How yeah this, that was this, great. Is, this is my favorite part in the entire manga thank you 
thank you for calling me out on this, Matt, because yes, we need to talk about this. Which I was like, oh man, remember when we were kids and we used to hang out here and play video games? Let's go to your room. Did you get a new TV? Shihaya, you can't just barge oh. into a boy's oh, room like no, that. It's, it's, it's so much severe than that. You turn the page, he grabs her and there is a like tension in the air of like, don't you ever just yeah. casually barge into a man's room. That's you're too uh, old for this. No, like there is a talking down to her, but like in a way that's like you can tell it's romantically charged, and it's just like ooh. Oh yeah, it kind of came. It kind of came off of not just he was speaking not just about himself, like mm. just in general. It's like listen, we're too old for that. You yeah. can't just go over to guys' houses and just say you want to like, go to their room. Yeah, that's that's the thing. He, he's not no speaking can't... like out of like anger that he's intruding on her. This is a very protective energy anger mm -hmm. he has, where he's just like, you are a grown woman. You cannot do that. Like going into a man's room but i'm going into your room tai chi oh no <laughs> well i mean there is a there is a like childishness too because like uh, you know i mentioned like the whole uh uh chihaya do you have a crush uh haruda sensei you have a child's view on love don't you like like she is in a lot of ways really still kind of uh childish in that sense and it it mm -hmm. adds to the tension of the moment because you know, it's like it's like how much is is Chihaya picking up on, you know, like obviously from the audience's perspective, it's really obvious what's going on. But like how much is uh, Chihaya really retaining from all of this? Yes, that's why he had to, in a sense, really grab her and really yeah. get her more like, no, you, this is not. Do cute. not. No, not, cute. not Chihaya. <laughs> you go outside. <laughs> Which is what happened. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> you're not wrong the outside part happens after they have their uh like five matches in a day and she has like no we need to keep going we're never gonna get 15 matches in two days if we just stop at five on day one and, tai chi pulled her aside you are going to kill them we have to stop got, guys let's stop for dinner maybe if people are feeling up for it we can play another match after so they go to the table they've all got their cup ramen and they hear the front door open, and Chihaya, no. with her amazing Ch ears, has already started acting. Yeah, Chihaya, with her Zenitsu hearing, is like, Oh, wait, Kana, we can't be here. We can't let his mom see that he's brought girls over. They leave for some other reason, but they're about to walk back in when the door opens. No, and that's... no they're all sitting at the table, and she leaps up from the table and drags her out the door. To the backyard. I thought they. I thought they left for something else. No, no. She's that. just like we can't be here. Like that's her super hearing, triggering huh. off. She. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and she's just like, nope. And she's explaining him outside uh, to uh, Canada outside. No, his mom would freak if there were girls over, implying this has happened before when they were kids too. Your ah. mom does not like girls being over. And my only thought this entire time is like, and so did they bring their boiling hot cup ramen out with them? Or did the mom not question why there were five cup ramens for three people? I mean, they're they're growing know. teenage boys. You're I right. would just assume they yeah. ate it. They made two. I don't know. And I mean, and I mean, looking at meat buns, like man's is eating good. So <laughs> sure. But uh, my favorite part is that Tai, like Taichi, is legitimately surprised to see his mom, which means that he saw Shihaya pick up Kana and run outside. And yep. didn't put two and two together. <laughs> My favorite. That's just a great bit, though, because he then has to lie about the, <laughs> he had girls over at some point. Oh, did you bring friends? Yeah. Oh, did you bring friends over? Yeah, yeah. These are these are my two 
guy friends the only ones i brought over sure we definitely weren't having a cross-gendered party at my house with no supervision <laughs> no no co-eds here mom no surrey bob aichi why is the twister mat out <laughs> shut up i've been to co-ed high school parties i know how it goes chihaya takes kana back to her house and you know i guess they're having to sleep over there until suddenly the alarm rings kana wakes up full ready to go grabs chihaya drags her out of bed it's like it's the middle of the night why are we going outside and they all gather on the pier for chihaya's 16th birthday and it's so sweet my heart is warm oh, it's so sweet and then it's so the, cute they I had love a it. cake made and it's got the happy birthday and chocolate on the top and taichi takes the top of it off and puts it in chihaya's mouth because she knows she likes chocolate and we get a panel of her just holding the chocolate in her mouth holding back tears because she's unprepared for this and that that panel just hit me right in the heart. Like there was a oh, that that's just like the level of like top tier. That was a great panel. Mm. During this, um, Arata uh, sends specifically Taichi uh, an email. That's the next yeah, day, yeah. actually. I think. I no, I thought no, that was no, this, party. no. That's that's during the same night. Oh. He sends an email of like, "Hey, Taichi, tell." Tell Chihaya I said happy birthday, and also I'm sorry about what happened. And specifically, that comes after there's a moment of Chihaya's like, hey, Taichi, I'll let you have the last bite of crust. Just kidding, I'm going to eat it. And then he goes and grabs it anyway, and now their their faces are yeah. Yeah. together. She's about to eat up the last like delicious piece of cake, and he jumps in and bites it off of her fork while they're like inches apart. They're an inch apart from each other's face. The, their noses are basically touching. I'm like, who, who? Oh, 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 this this must be so awkward for the three people you brought with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, hey. Which uh, um, you... brings a question. How did Arata, how did Arata send that email? What do you mean? How did he send it? How did he send it? Later, it's revealed that his computer is busted. I think he's. I think there's like a throwaway line of his computer recently fell apart. Mm -hmm. So he's. Yeah, he he doesn't have a cell phone. Is what the thing is. So he's he's emailing from an email client. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because I mean, later on when we see him messing with his email, it's. Uh... Um, it's the computer at the place where he works because it doesn't get a lot of business. So if he was working late, then gotcha. So that's also all, a all I know is Arata was up late. He waited until midnight on Chihaya's birthday and sent it because he doesn't know what's going on. So he just emailed Taichi at like one in the morning to say hey, happy <laughs> birthday to Chihaya for me. Like, well, there buddy. is. No, that I see the thing about that though is uh this manga is very subtle. It, it doesn't leave a lot of ambiguity for this one. Uh, because when Taichi is looking at that email, and like you know, Chihai is next to him, so they're both looking at the email. Um, but she uh but uh Taichi in particular flashes back to uh Arata calling him uh, a coward. <laughs> like there's not a lot of <laughs> yeah. that it does kind of it does kind of yeah. uh, uh label it for you. <laughs> Oh, and my favorite part is uh, Chihaya completely forgets the, like, pageant uh, Taichi threw for her because she is over the moon that Arata remembered to email her secondhand. And I'm like, oh, oh this, this hurt me so bad. I'm like, don't do my man dirty like that. Taichi has literally done nothing wrong for the dream guy you're idolizing.
<laughs> Ta- okay, Taichi Chihara is my OTP, so I'm like, don't do my man's dirty like this. I also like that he's cheating on his girlfriend every time he's with her. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's time for the big tournament that we will end our reading on. And everyone is in the traditional clothing. <laughs> per their agreement. Yeah. Per the agreement, they've yeah. Got the, they've got the flyers advertising the kimono store in a big stack. Yeah, Chihaya picks one up and is like, wow, kind of moves fast. There's no denying it. She's a real businesswoman. <laughs> uh, and then everybody else is looking at them like, why exactly are you with stuff again? Oh, oh my favorite part is uh, of... Um, Tai Chi being being jealous is uh like the various uh the various spectators are taking pictures because Chihai is looking super elegant in her traditional clothing and he just walks up and says, No pictures. <laughs> Menacingly. <laughs> that look is only for me. <laughs> tai Chi, hold on. You have a girlfriend who we've not even heard no. of in several months at this point. <laughs> And and at the same time, at the same time, it's revealed that Chihaya has been uh, emailing Arata to no response for months. Oh my god, my girl has been sending update emails day by day by day and has received no response. He's been surprisingly silent, but I'm sending them anyway. Chihaya, that is not a good thing. Taichi's just like, girl, I talk to you daily and you're still pining after him. He is not caring. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but like, it's after that that he does the no photos, please. And Tai Chi thought bubble somewhere along the line. We started thinking of Chihaya as ours. And it's like, dude! Yes. Well, at least, he, at least he's starting to figure things out. He, he is on board. <laughs> he's starting to he admit is it. understanding the nature of the thruple. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, just poly up already. Gee, Sam. What? I'm I'm just saying if I know how shoujo uh deuteragonists work. This, this is uh, what she wants. Yeah, that d- shoujo deuteragonists are always willing to share if you convince them. Look, Jay, I'm just saying I want what's best for all of the characters here and obviously our primary three all love each other. So <laughs> Do they love each other or do they just love the same Yes. Okay. I don't care if I can only have 50% of Chihaya's heart. As long as if I know she still has <laughs> cherry blossoms within her soul. Look, both of them love Chihaya and then they squabble with each other in <laughs> And both of them are Sundari for each other. So cut out the middle. Both man, of them are Sundari. And then for they can be in a relationship. Exactly. I don't even know what it's basic math. Oh my god. <laughs> Basic. I, anyway. I would respect the. I, I would re, uh, respect Chihaya Furu for uh, for doing that. At the very least, it would be unexpected. Anyway, tournament arc. Lero is here. He doesn't have tarot cards. He has Lero cards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's leading into the nickname at this point. He's just resigned. He's just like whatever. He has understood. He is not a person. He is a bit. <laughs> uh, my favorite part if only we if only we could all be so self-aware my favorite part is this is a round robin tournament presumably between like five teams so like there's so many matches and we skim through most of them because yeah. they steamroll oh oh and important 
an important thing to note for the stakes here, dear listener, though you should have done the reading already, is that they are uh, doing the qualifying tournaments to go to nationals, and each and during nationals, there is one team per prefecture. And since Tokyo is so thickly ha- uh, inhabited, there's a lot of competition there. So they are doing the qualifying tournament in Tokyo to be the ones go- to go to nationals. As Matt was alluding to, we do breeze through most of them in order to get to the all-important final match. The, uh, the main takeaway from breezing through all of them, though, is that uh, Kana and um, Desk-Kun... Meepun's Mi- actually is good at tournaments, is the oh, problem. Yeah. And- oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, Meepun's is doing fine. Sorry, it, it is, it is Desk-Kun who is having his character arc. Yeah, Meepun's and Taichi are uh, both, like, fine. They're, like... They're like upper end of the competition, like not the best of the best there, but both of them are are solid. Both of them are relapsed, are like relapsed pros reawakening to their passion. Yeah. And then there's actually a bit of a fun parallel because um, in a lot of ways, um, and like the uh, we focus on Meat Bun's character and, you know, he, he you know, manages to, um, you know, correct the, the problem with his uh, introductory arc, I feel here. Uh, pretty well but like that that's like the main focus but one of the things i couldn't help but notice is there's actually kind of direct parallel between um arata and chihara and um chihara and uh kana because uh like she's the one who's like the invincible master now that everyone is comparing themselves to and um you know like like the the joy that kana gets from getting a card off of somebody um uh, parallels the way that um, Chihaya was at the at the beginning when she was um, learning alongside uh, Arata. So like she stepped up and uh, taken that place for other characters. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. Meepuns has a whole like existential crisis because Kana actually gets like a little bit of a morale boost at the very end. Uh, she wins one, and she mm-hmm. feels useful. Whereas Deskun overhears the fact that they'd actually been like switching up their teams to put him against one of the toughest they don't actually get the ability to do that but that they've been like happy that he's been matched up with tougher opponents because that basically guarantees he's going to lose but then they don't have to fight the toughest one and mm. through strength of they've got more consistent better people because it seems like a lot of the other teams have one star player and maybe like a secondary star player and are kind of just filler seats which for a game like Karata makes a lot of sense. I was surprised yeah. so many people could field five man teams. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it it it's like all of the teams have the implicit understanding that they have one, maybe two people who are absolute otaku like Chihaya, and everybody else are hobbyists to the point of being competitive, but not with the passion to drive further and so that basically makes the game the the meta game you know throwing aside all personal feeling is now how do we basically have the pros waste their effort on nobodies so that we can and can we optimize this in a way that allows us to win each individual round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, 
I, one thing I really like about this tournament arc is they actually go into like a lot of meta strategy because they're kind of over mm -hmm. the like the people who are good at karate no longer need to be like, well, how do I be good at the individual game? I know how to do that. I just have to be better at like small incremental things. But like the main crux of it is just like they come to realize we're playing individual games. That's not good enough. We're playing against teams because our team morale is suffering because Deskun is over there feeling like he's a seat filler to the point that he goes, hey, guys, I'm just going to go home because if you're just going to set me up to lose every single match, there is literally no point of me being there. Like if I if I have to lose anyway, I can just not I can just throw my match. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's almost like impersonal meta play is extremely dehumanizing yeah. and is hurting team morale overall as a result. Yeah, I, and, and in a lot of ways, it's actually similar to the situation. The first team match that we saw, it's, it's a played straight version of that because as much as Chihaya is now in the position of being, you know, the, the strongest player, the vision of perfection for the rest of the people next to her, she still has a lot of places to go. You know, she, she still has a lot of growing to do. Uh, she almost realizes too late that she's just not paying attention to the people around her. You know, she can't just win this all on her own. Uh, and then the problem is that realization, because she is a beacon of light who is just so emotionally driven, that guilt wrecks her <laughs> and, like, yeah. sabotages her semifinals. Like... The semifinals for her, she is constantly like, everyone else is super happy. And then we're used to Chihaya being like beacon of sunshine, flowers everywhere. We cut to her, half her page is shadowed black and she is just morose going like, I guess I'm playing. This isn't fun anymore. What's happened to the game I love? I've become too obsessed with winning. I'm, I'm hurting the enjoyment of my friends. I just... Am I so concerned with the W that I'm not enjoying it anymore? Maybe I deserve the L. Taichi literally hits her yeah. upside the head and says, Stop being, stop being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. He chops her on the head and says, Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're now centering around our morals. I will be the center player so that I am evenly distanced between everybody. That way, I can shout encouragement to everyone at the same time. Because I'm, I'm the most vocal one. Yep. Yep. Chihaya, Meat Buns, you're on the end. You're the most experienced besides me. So that means that you will serve as anchors. Kana, uh, Deskun, you're in the middle. That way, you're getting encouragement from all sides. And now we are going to win this final game. Let's fucking go! Mm -hmm. Barely survived the semifinals and uh, Deskkun had had a pep talk in the meantime. I think the big thing for him was that he saw how, like, like not, not that he was like feeling guilty that he had done something wrong, but he saw how him leaving affected uh, Chihaya. And uh, he realizes, oh, she was that way because of how passionate she is. I see what's going on. And, you know, then once also Tai Chi uh, it, is the diplomat very, in the room. It's a very human moment of balancing your own emotional need with the responsibility of how what you're doing affects the emotions of other people. 
And again, I really respect this manga for being that nuanced. Mm -hmm. The entire team is ready to gun in and they are up against a basically undefeated team that has been seen as a foregone conclusion for going to nationals year after year after year, which includes Lero (laughs) and their captain, uh, (laughs) Sado, uh, the S stands for sadist, if the name didn't mm-hmm. tell yeah. that. Oh my god, I have never seen a more cartoon I, villain. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, Sato is as Yu-Gi-Oh as this gets. Um, yeah. He really does. He li- he literally will, like, call for timeouts so he can stand up and stretch, b- because he enjoys looking down on people. <laughs> yeah. And and he specifically wanted to uh, looking standing up and stretching while she's staying in position. Yes, looking down on someone gives me power. Well, the 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 line for me where I'm like, okay, tone set for this was um he says uh, put me up against because uh, like the Laro cards are to divine uh, what the team order is going to be so that they can get the optimal team order. And they're never wrong, and they weren't wrong. So I don't know quite how that works, but okay. They're right 80% of the time. <laughs> Sato is like, uh, put me up against Chihaya. Why do you want to go up against Chihaya? I want to bully pretty people. Yes. Okay, like, buddy! Okay! okay. He knows what he's about. I can't like fail too too bad on him for that. My my favorite part about him is he knows that Chihaya's signature card is the Chihaya Furu, and he takes that one. Of course. My card. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Do you like this one? It's a shame that it's my property now. Oh, because while they're setting up, what happens is Chihaya, not caring about people and not being aware of herself, flips up her head, knocks him in the nose, and, like, steps back, and she's just like, oh, excuse me, and he's just like, Say you're sorry. And she's like, I said, excuse me. And he's just like, that's not apologizing. Well, I think he leaned forward. I think he leaned forward to intentionally get hit, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I read that as him intentionally getting hit. And, she, and she's like, excuse, oh, sorry. Excuse me. Say you're sorry. I guess I, guess I, did. I said. <laughs> no, I want you to grovel and say, I'm and, so sorry. Profusely. He's like, I already oh, said I'm sorry. No, I don't need to say it again. Excuse me is not I, an I, apology. I I kind of loved the fridge logic of Chihaya being like, I said, excuse me, are you deaf? (laughs) You'd be very bad at this game if you are. (laughs) Yeah, he's, uh, (laughs) but yeah, no, he's absolutely like leveraging this intentionally. Because it's because you didn't apologize to me as a line later on. As he's beating her in the first half. Mm -hmm. Or after he gets really weird towards the end. He's really weird the entire time. And then yeah. he's like, wait, yeah. is she into me? No, you just did something that reminded her of Arana, which caused her to have the romance yeah. protagonist look. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that <sighs> happened. Which, in all fairness, Sada does a lot of things. Thinking she's into him at that moment is not his fault. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. <laughs> the one time it's not his fault, yeah. <laughs> but um, as I said earlier, I popped off during this tournament arc and specifically this was why because again none of these characters in a narrative sense have plot armor any of them can die air quotes any of them can lose at any moment and it does come down to um two to two on the teams between chihaya and sado whoever wins makes the team win and 
they are neck and neck. And I mean, like the th- the the thing about this is they could go to nationals next year. You know, like they're they mm-hmm. don't have protagonist privilege here. There can be something else that fills up the space of like other tournaments or introducing other characters. They, they- they could go to nationals next year, but you know what that is? That's the excuse of the week. <laughs> and Chihaya rallies to win the game. And I ju- I jumped out of my chair. I was like, yes, Pog, let's go. Oh, and they win. And they get the trophy. Mm-hmm. And the trophy is covered with the ribbons of the past, like, consecutive years that team has won. And uh-huh. they're all crying. As, 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 as Lero basically tackles Chihaya and steals the trophy and says, the entire time I've been in middle school and been a part of this club, this trophy has been on the shelf. I swear to God, I will get it back next year. And I'm like, Lero, you've gone from joke character to, like, legitimate, like, rival. <laughs> yeah. In like two panels, and I'm shocked at that turnaround my, time. My favorite part is they he then goes back to the team, and everyone is crying because Sato just goes like, "But Sato, you don't have a next year. This was your last chance to win the high school championship." Dun dun dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but hey, but hey, main character squad. If you embarrass Tokyo at nationals, I'll never forgive you. Nothing makes me happier in sports mangas when people cry over losing their dreams. It happens so often and it fuels me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if, um, yeah, if, that might be a sadist. I, no, no, if we ever read Blue Lock, I want you to know that has a bunch of people crying because essentially losing in that is akin to death. For, it's the death Again. of their dreams. So they start crying, and I'm just like, good. You weren't good enough. Be better next time. Oh, wait. You're not selling the not being a sadist with that explanation. Matt. No, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying people should try better and not fail. Again, tarnished. Weird, but not a sin. <laughs> I don't know what to say. My my takeaway from all of that, I like the acknowledgement of, um, you know, I mean, like, it's a competitive sport, you know, adversarial sport. For somebody to win, it means that somebody loses, and part of the, the nature of a game like that, and it's the sort of thing that Chihaya hadn't really considered, and it ties back into the idea that, like, when her teammates practice against her, she doesn't know how to hold back, and, like, for most of them, like, like Kana in particular vocalizes please don't hold back on me like i i I understand that you doing that would basically be a sign of disrespect but like when she you know goes hard every single time for everybody that can have a negative aspect to it and like this whole arc is about you know chihaya realize like because like the reason chihaya cares about garuda is because oh wait Oh, wait, in a competition, ultimately everything isn't friendlies and it's just good vibes all around? Oh, no, I'm actually disappointing people? Oh, no. Well, and, and like, the whole reason why Chihaya cares about uh, Karuda in the first place is because it's how she made, you know, her closest friends. And, like, you know, over the course of this tournament, everything she's been doing wrong has been not acknowledging the people around her. And this is this is the perfect capstone to... You know, when you win, it means that the other person across from you lost, and you mm-hmm. have to acknowledge that. Yeah. 
and you need to revel in their defeat because every t there is no victory unless someone fails. <laughs> Things Wait, no, only no, have no, meaning no. if other people can't have them, right? Oh my no, God. no, no, we can be sportsmanlike, Matt. I don't understand what's not sportsmanlike about that. They should try better. Oh my God. The, uh, the unfiltered, unsportsmanlike review. Nothing beat them up after the game. Anyway, our characters win, and Chihaya is suddenly completely overwhelmed by nerves because now the enormity of what has kind of of what she's willingly accepted onto her shoulders, but at the same time, she wasn't ready emotionally for it. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh yeah, I'm chasing my dream. Oh wait, my dream is really heavy. Oh, <laughs> My favorite part is when Kana, Meat Buns, and Desk all run off to go do practice with people on their skill level. And, and Taichi's like, oh yeah, no, they're, they understand uh, their current skill level, so they're working to get stronger uh in that regard that's real impressive and uh Ch chai is like oh no people are leaving the club again uh and she's kind of having like trauma flashbacks to the end to the end of the elementary school arc yeah she gets a little bit of an existential crisis but uh uh taichi is there once again to give her a little head chop to get her uh, head back on straight uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you saying that their dreams of becoming, of improving and becoming better, are uh, worthless because they aren't doing it with you? What? Yeah, that was stupid, wasn't it? Wait, that. It, oh, that. Uh, it, <laughs> That's not what I meant, but it is what I said. I see the problem now. Yeah, it's just like, wait. I'm. I'm sorry. Isn't everyone's dream just to support someone else's dream they heard offhand? Oh crap, I've done this twice already. Dang it! <laughs> Wait, no, that was the thing Arata made fun of me for. Ah! And then I proceeded to do to Arata's dream. Uh, she got better you... from it, but that is a kind of weird juxtaposition of like. And then you're you right. learn that you're not original at all. I should have yeah. my own dream. What's your dream? I'll have that one too. Oh my god. <laughs> but hey, Matt, it's like you said, we gotta let people take baby steps. Little bitty baby steps. Speaking of baby steps, uh, someone's real excited she got a trophy and wants to go share it with her family. Aww. So sad. I loved this scene so much. In retrospect, I loved this scene. In the moment, I was filled with fury. I, yes. I never had any doubts about this scene. I, I, I loved yeah. it because I thought it was very clear throughout. You have more faith than I do, Matt. <laughs> I, I never viewed her parents as bad people is the thing, and I, I don't even view her sister as a bad person. I think they just have different priorities and are trying. But I don't see the, but I don't see the trying part of it. You know, she has both parents, but both parents still go to see the older sister's thing. Here's the thing. The older sister's thing is also much more accessible. Yeah. And like I mean, that. like, it's very much the sense of, like, in, in a binary sense, if you ask me, like, you know, do I like her sister? No. But, like, the big problem with her is, like, Chihara's sister isn't okay. Like, she's very, very overtly insecure. Like... So, you know, that's that's very that's actually similar to the situation with, with Taichi, where I want her to be better. Then there's the thing with her parents and how visible uh, uh, Chihara is with her parents. So, you know, I mean, full disclosure, like being an only child, I didn't have the same experience as Chihara, obviously. But um, 
my dad and I had some very, very different interests. And there were a lot of cases where we just weren't good at communicating with each other. And I would do, you know, I would achieve something and be really proud of it and feel like he couldn't even see me. And then, mm -hmm. you know, one of the most validating things in the world is realizing, no, dad was paying attention and he does understand how much it means to me. And like, you know, even if he doesn't necessarily understand it entirely himself, he does, he, you know, does care and appreciates it. Jake, know? I just got to say, I've had the exact same experience. Yeah. And it's like, it's like the, the, there's only the one scrapbook for Chihara, but when she sees that, like, it's not just the one page, you know, it's not just the mm -hmm. one newspaper clipping. There's, you know, content in there of, you know, it's not that the parents are actively unattentive or anything. It's that they're not necessarily the best at communicating it. And as someone who had that issue with his dad, you know, it's it. I really felt that it hits it hits really hard. I also get the vibe that Chihaya is uh, real bad about communicating it too, because I think she mm. purposely self-censors a lot of things. Like when she didn't even bother to ask for money for the train ticket because she's like, no, my sister needs that to fly to her. Yeah, and looking back on it, to be clear, like I know that I was a part of the problem too, you know, with, with my relationship. Like like that that is such an excellent example of the subtlety of this manga because, you know, it's like there's a lot of cases where it's like I literary analysis my way to seeing the subtlety in it, but that was a lived experience you know, she could have been more vocal about things and said, it's like, like, there were a lot of cases where she'd say, hey, I did a thing. And like, it was bad timing. So her parents were like, in a second, and then walked away. And then she never brought it up again. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like, say what you will about the parents not paying attention in the moment, but you could have said something when it was a better time. And it's that, it's that real experience of, you could have brought it up again, but at that point, aren't you hyper fixating on your own achievement, or aren't you being aren't you being a bright Gert? Or is or is it just bringing up something at the proper time? I it, don't it's know. A it goes act, both ways. It's a balancing act that's impossible to know. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel in my own experience as an only child, it's a both. It goes both ways. Because in that instance, like my parents, I I suppose it was fortunate that a lot of a lot of my interests. Except for like a very fringe couple, like my parents knew or shared in some mm. way. But I mean, it's also the fact that my parents say it was poor timing or whatever. They would bring it up later. Yeah. And say and like, you were, you were, you were saying like, so I think it goes both ways. And that's kind of what I was referring to as if like, you know, the parents could have done more. I didn't feel, I was not sold on the parents being as attentive as they could have, even if it was poor timing. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that too. Cause you know, it, it, it's very much the case there, there isn't a right side to it. You know, uh, like we're seeing it, we're seeing it entirely from Chihaya's perspective. So we're definitely more sympathetic to her in that aspect. That's just the subtlety of it because I guess it's the aspect of it's always her older sister first and then Chihaya. That's, you know, not great. But it's not as simple as parents bad guys, and I love that. But I, I will say, Matt, it is well documented on this podcast that you are uh, the one among us yeah. who is enlightened. To no, this no, sort no. Of I, sibling I, I, I love to be talked about how sibling dynamics work from you three. I think it was a great little dissertation you put on there. 
please tell me what it's like. Um, no, uh, I I just expressed my own lived experience. Yeah, I, yeah that's all, all right? I did. I'm gonna say I did not think that her. I have never really thought her sister was that bad. I think her sister is self-centered. That doesn't make her a bad person. Yeah, and I think what has happened is the because what we get is like they're too busy talking about she's going to like a photo shoot or something. And the dad just goes like, hey, the one thing I love is make it is helping out my family. And or, no, the two things I'm good for are paying off my loans and making scrapbooks of my daughter's accomplishments. And I'm like, well, he said daughters, so clearly he acknowledges he has two. And then at the end, we when Chihaya is going through the catalogs and notices he has like an entire scrapbook of all her like Karuta accomplishments. I'm like, yeah, obviously he did. He's he cares about both of their accomplishments. The thing is, like, it's just a fact to say her older sister has a much more relatable accomplishment. It's much more easy to be supportive of someone who's just like, oh, you got a, you were on TV? Let's watch your TV spot together. That is a 30-minute investment, not, oh, the entire Saturday is going to be watching a card game I don't understand. That's a six-hour tournament? That's a okay. cheap out. I think as a parent, you can at least drop by. That's what I mean. Like, that sounds like a cop-out. I'm kind of of the mindset that if you're going to be there and be lost and bored, is it not better to be able to celebrate with them after the fact? Like, because here's the thing. Chihaya's not looking into the audience to see who's watching her either is the thing. Like, that is not the vibe of that tournament. <laughs> she, she's looking for affirmation for her victory after it's mm -hmm. happened. She is wholly within herself in that moment. Yeah. What her dad could have done is that he could have said, oh, this is another thing I can put in my, like, he wasn't consistently saying, congratulations, honey, another thing for the, for the scrapbook. Like, she didn't even know it existed. Yeah, here's the thing. You could also say Chihaya never gave any implication that she was feeling, like, she never let on that she felt she wasn't being that, put on that board. she was being passed over the yeah. dad, the yeah, dad yeah, yeah. straight up said to both of them yeah i love all of your accomplishments they are in the scrapbooks i keep of my daughters i'm like what more mm -hmm. does he need to does he need to affirm to chihaya explicitly by the way chihaya i know your sister is better than you but i also have one of you like that's how that would come off to me yes to answer your question yes <laughs> Does he need to shove the scrapbook into her hands? No. But again, to but again to talk about lived experience, I know that my dad doesn't give a rat's ass about video games or manga or whatever. Aww. But Aww. he he doesn't. He your, just your dad doesn't. has never listened to an episode of our podcast. <laughs> He listened to an episode of this podcast, critiqued how each of us talked, and then never brought it up again. <laughs> he has expressed pride in my accomplishments he's also expressed his own ignorance of what that means but you know he doesn't necessarily need to understand the how to understand the importance of the why you know yeah. and ayase's uh mr ayase might not be great at expressing that but he has the same energy it rings, it rings hollow to me really really hollow we have the moment of Chihaya, you know, finds the scrapbook of her accomplishments, of everything that she's done, everything that is important to her and resonates with her. And she breaks down into tears of, oh, they have noticed. Yeah, I guess I wasn't particularly I'm... clear. Like the 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 takeaway from me was less so uh, the uh, sibling relationship and more the parent-child relationship because... Mm -hmm. my, like like the thing for me was 
Um, you know, a, a, as much as I adored my dad, he wasn't always the best at communicating with me. And I wasn't always the best at communicating with him. And there's that level of disconnect. And the thing that really affected me in that moment was the catharsis of her realizing how how seen she really was, was an experience that I have had with my accomplishments uh, relative to, you know, apparent noticing. And uh, I felt that that was a really, uh, a really well done, uh, you know, finale to this arc. Indeed. Made me sad. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yes, but this is, in fact, the uh, end of our reading. So, everyone... Favorite character. It feels like a coin flip between Chihaya and Taichi, but I have to say Taichi. <laughs> He's so entertaining whenever he shows up. And I do love the the kind of the redeemed antagonist, particularly when he's still kind he he's still kind of combative. It keeps a bit of the drama around, but like at the same time. Yeah, he's part of the he's part of the team. This is this is banter between friends instead of him being a prick. Yeah. Uh Jacob, favorite character. This is very much a case where really all of the characters are fantastic and I think in all honesty, um it it's hard to pick a favorite character because I honestly feel like what I really love the most about it is character dynamics between two characters. Favorite individual character it is a razor margin between uh, Chihaya and my actual favorite, Kana. Bold pick. <laughs> the thing I love about Kana is she's equally passionate about Karuda for a completely different reason. And uh, I loved the dynamic in the final, uh, in, of our reading final tournament, of Kana, like, developing in, in the game in a similar way that Chihaya did. And uh, seeing Chihaya as her version of Arata. And, uh, you know, again, you know, there's that element of character dynamic. Uh, but, you know, that, that sort of um, through line of, like, the, uh, you know, like the, the uh, level of passion, you know, passing from one character to the next to the next. And uh, Kana being, like, the most uh, recent in that line. Though uh, Tai Chi is also great for as subtle as he is, uh, and um, just basically the characters in general were spectacular. Kana also has the benefit of having the two best four coma. <laughs> we learned that uh, in addition to loving traditional Japanese clothes, she loathes t-shirts for some reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> two big reasons. <laughs> Come on. So, so Matt, favorite character. Ugh. <laughs> uh... Is it weird that I kind of want to do the meme answer and say Kana because I really loved her four coma? <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were really funny. Um, Arata also has a really funny four coma where they complain about um, New Year's money. And yeah. Arata's dad is just like, um, that's insane. No one could get that much. That must be his father's bonus. <laughs> but um, mm. I don't know. I, I really want to say Arata because I loved his character in the prologue. But like, if we're reviewing the section we read, he's just so absent from the second part. And I love yeah. that about it. But like to rank that as my favorite character when he's like, he's not so much a character as a motivation for Chihaya is the thing. Yeah, he's more like, of an idea at that point. Yeah, even like when he gets the, e he like walks in on the email of Chihaya notifying him all the way up of the, um, 
the uh, the tournament status, he's there refreshing the page over and over again because he needs to know if she won. And, like, that's yeah. a really good character moment, but, like, he's just in so little of it. I, I feel bad mentioning that. Um, I mean, Tai Chi. Tai Chi is just great. He he is the driving force of this, which is insane because Chihaya is so strong and point of everything. But, like, Tai Chi makes Chihaya better is the thing. Like, he, mm -hmm. he plays a support role the entire way character-wise. Oh. Plus, Tai Chi also has a really good four coma. Um, yeah. where, where the, the, three, the three boys talk Tai Chi is very out of character in this four coma I'll mention but it's the three boys talking about which one of them they'd want to date and the two other boys are just like Kana, Kana, why? She has big boobs well, no, no, they're they're uh, assuring Tai Chi that it's uh, it's personality, and Tai Chi is like she has she has bigger boobs. You can't just say that out loud, Tai Chi. Also, if we we all went on a date with Chihaya, she'd just talk about Karuna the entire time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's such a good four coma. But Tai Chi, the way I know him, wouldn't have done this. <laughs> it's a four coma. It's a funny yeah. bit. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And Jay, favorite character? I'll be up there and say I don't have a favorite character. I like the way they kind of interplay off of each other, and I like the fact they have their own. Um, nobody is held up as a perfect beacon of, you know, flawlessness. Um, so, but if I had to pick one, I would have to um, pick Chihaya, because she is adorable and witty. Indeed. And just... What do you say? Naive. Yeah, I was about to say witty. <laughs> witty in a sense. Yes, her naivety comes off as being very like. Oh, accidentally witty. Okay. Yes. In a, in a wibbly wobbly sense, yeah. There, there is one thing we are given concrete information about Chihaya. She is successful in spite of not being uh, super intelligent. Um, it's in the second tournament is the point where it's like, yeah, we're going to rip the Band-Aid off. That wasn't implied. She is as airheaded as we have uh, made her appear. Because <laughs> up to that point, up to that point, it's like, uh, is, is, uh, is she uh, just inattentive or, oh, no, you're just not good at thinking. Got it. <laughs> thinking hard. Oh, but, uh... Says, uh, would you continue reading? Uh, for me, this is a like uh, for a lot of the things where it's like I didn't know what this was. I guess it was pretty good. I'd continue reading if I had to. No, for me, this is a very solid yes. Like it, it was honestly difficult for me to stop reading at the prescribed point of the episode. Like I'm probably gonna seek out the anime and uh you should it's continue great reading beyond good anime it's really pretty indeed so uh jay would you continue reading absolutely that's why i chose it <laughs> it was oh, yeah. it was recommended i've heard great things i had not read the manga but i had you know sneak peeks glimpses of the anime so yes all right jacob would you continue reading uh it is a near perfect blend of two of my favorite genres and has uh, really well-written and subtle characters. Uh, I wish I knew about this sooner. <laughs> I, I, I love this series and will definitely uh, read more and, and sing its praises like that ProZD video. <laughs> All right, and Matt, would you continue reading? Uh, yeah, yeah, this, uh, this manga is like a weird cross-section of everything I love. Like, it's insane. Like, it has the tropes of a sports manga that I'm a sucker for. Like, it's really good. It's got a good structure to it. And then on that structure, it builds in, like, 
real almost cheesy will they won't they romance in like a real mm-hmm. strong vibe and you get like like fun romantic tension throughout all of what they're doing but it's also still a sports manga so there's like a group goal of like oh we've got to remain teammates but i want to be something more but we can't be honest with those feelings and i'm just like ooh this hits so many flags this is like oh man if this this is weird because i love this and chainsaw man and they're i would consider them both like made for me um, but, <laughs> like yeah this this hits like a lot of things the do du- the duality of man within one I, man i have not enjoyed a romance sports manga this month since i read cross game this is really good hell yeah hell yeah dude all right, and uh, thus brings us to the end of this episode of the Over Manga Cast. Thank you all so much for joining us once again. Uh, remember to follow us on all of your social medias, where we are at Over Manga Cast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, probably something else that I don't pay attention to for the sake of my mental health. <laughs> uh, also, check us out on YouTube, where you can comment on individual episodes. We appreciate reviews on your podcatcher of choice. really helps us out. Indeed, indeed. And of course, if you have any suggestions, please feel free to uh, message us on Twitter, where we are again at OverMangaCast. And tune in next time, where uh, the the romance isn't slowing down. <laughs> in fact, it's um, almost weaponized because uh, uh, <laughs> love is a battlefield, but actually, <laughs> Kaguya-sama, love is war, chapters one through twenty. Oh, I've been looking forward to this one. This is gonna be great. Yep. Indeed. Read that and we will see you all next Thursday. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.